Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and this is... El Bandito. <laughs> How you doing tonight, El Bandito? Oh, I'm doing great, senor. We're having a super fun time here tonight because we're going to be talking about something that I super absolutely love, man. We're going to be talking about conventions. Oh, I know it, man. And you know, we're not talking about like your business conventions <laughs> or like your school conventions. We're talking about what kind of conventions? We're talking about comic book, anime, film, horror. Oh, man, just all the nerdy, nerdy conventions that they have out there and all the super exciting events that they have dedicated to exactly what the Power Hour of Love is all about, spreading the love about nerdy things and about all the awesome stuff in the world today that we have to be excited about. Oh, you know it, man. You know, and the thing is, is like we've been to quite a few conventions in our time and we know a lot of, of our fans out there have hit up a lot of conventions, man. And we love it, man. And we know you guys love it. So if you love it, man, go ahead and hit that share button, man. Share this with your friends. We want them to come on in and talk about the conventions. If they've never been to a convention, they're going to hear all about the crazy things that go on and the cool people that you can meet. Absolutely, guys. Now, what we realized was that this year they have like an unprecedented number of conventions going on all over Florida, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, this it's like convention mania sweeping the nation. <laughs> so we figured we would just focus on kind of our backyard here in, in, uh, in Florida. And we wanted to focus on like the spring because yes. there's so many conventions that like there's like, what was it, like 35 to 40 conventions? This year, I mean, now... We know what a lot of people are saying, you know, man, you know, you would think that, you know, it's going to drown it out. But, man, what's so cool is that, yeah, like you said, even though there's so many, they're all kind of focused yeah. on different things, different sizes, different guests. So, man, it's just so cool that, like, all these different facets of nerdyism is, are, are getting <laughs> into the convention realm. Absolutely, man. It's super cool. And we figured we'd just take tonight to focus on a couple of the ones that we really are the most interested in. And... We'll also tell some stories about why we think you guys should should be going to these conventions because we've gone to a handful of them and there's always a really unexpected fun factor to it that we wanted to share with you guys about some of the cool stuff that we've experienced at different cons. Uh, also in the show tonight, we've got some podunk news. Oh, I know yeah. Senior Bull's got some wild stories he found this week for that, so stick around for that. We've got a couple segments of that coming up. But uh, we figured we'd, we'd just kick it right off. Let's We're get right into the fun. talking about some conventions, man, let's so let's do it. it. Here it is. Boop, 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 boo. Let's see. First up. Loading up. We have got. Loading up the love. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, man. This is pretty cool, man. This is cool. You know, you know, we talked about South Florida, man, but we're talking a little bit more in the little northern, but still on the coast, man. We're talking about the Daytona Beach Comic Con. Absolutely, man. Yeah, Daytona is a little farther north. It's not really a, a South Florida thing. But like we said, it's Florida, man. You got to show some love all over. And Daytona is really pulling it out with a great convention this year, man. Their lineup really looks pretty dope. So we definitely wanted to bring this one up because we normally head out to Orlando. We head down to Fort Lauderdale. We've made it out to Tampa. But we never made up the trip to Daytona. Exactly. So we've man. been up there for other nerdy events. We oh, went to some yeah. music festivals and all up there. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, this convention, we saw a couple of uh, a couple of guests and a couple of exciting things they're doing that we figured we'd share with you guys because it may just be worth a trip up to Daytona this year. Oh yeah, man! If you guys are interested in it, man, this this one's going down in April. It's it's April twenty first through the twenty second. So you got two days of awesome action. It's taking place at the Embry Riddle 
ICI Center. So yeah, the, I mean, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> I, well, I saw some photos, and I mean, it kind of gives me like. Um, it gives you kind of like that gymnasium kind of feel, yeah. you know. But it, I it's probably like the International Car Emporium because it's Daytona, right? That, that's <laughs> true. I'm sure they probably have something to do with some of the right. Who knows? Maybe some of their their special guests might include a couple of vehicles, you know. <laughs> but uh, grave, gra- uh, what is it? Uh, grave digger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even like the Munsters. Bigfoot. Car. They got Bigfoot out there. <laughs> you know, I recently saw that the original like Munsters car is actually like up for auction. Like, That's I, awesome. I have no idea how much it is. It's almost like that George Carlin <laughs> car that yeah, we talked yeah. about. Yeah, they just auction them off together. You know, George Carlin's <laughs> car. Next up, we got the Munsters because that, oh. that works. But I, I'm blown away by the prices of this convention. Tell them how much this convention is. Oh, man. Well, this convention for a daily pass will only cost you 10 bucks, or you can that get in nuts. the whole weekend for $18. Yeah, that is nuts, man. I mean, most of these places are... Man, they're hawking you forty-five bucks like a day, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so, expensive, man. Ten but, bucks daily. Yeah. I was like, that's great, man. I mean, at first glance, you think like, ah, this that that might not that might be just be like, you know, maybe some local stuff or something. But wait, do you guys see who they got up here? Let's jump to our oh, first slide. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh man, Th- this guest. I mean, well, you know. Just by his picture, you guys might not recognize him, but when you hear the name, you're going to be like, you know what? I think I've seen this guy before. <laughs> this is Joel D. Weinkoot, man. And if you're like still like, who is this, man? He is like the king of the B-movies. <laughs> I mean, Joel has, I think, been in like over like 100 or 200 like B-movies. Nice. A lot of them actually filmed right here in the state of Florida. Nice. You know, um, just to tell a quick little uh, story on, on Joel here. He was Dr. Longfellow in the classic Port St. Lucie movie, uh, Scary Tales. (laughs) Nice. So I know a few weeks back, you know, one of our buddies, Bill from the Horror Mafia, had jumped in here and he was throwing down some. Bill Castanelli actually starred in Scary Tales. (laughs) So definitely, you know, uh, uh, Joel Weinkoop here has been in quite a few other. you know, uh, B movies and, and definitely he's just a great guy to talk to. He's a great guy to follow on YouTube and and here on Facebook, just a good guy. Lots of, Oh yeah. Well, a lot of these folks who work on smaller, uh, you know, film films like that, they, they have so much experience, so much knowledge of how to make stuff happen. And here at the power, man, like we love that. I mean, it's great when a studio throws a ton of money at somebody and they make the world's best movie, but you're like, well, yeah, when you have a ton of money, uh, it's pretty easy to make a pretty great movie. Oh yeah, it's apparently pretty easy to screw up a movie too. <laughs> when you see people who kind of work on their shoestring budget and they make something great out of it, I mean, th- aren't those really the people that you want to talk to? You want to see a panel from? You want to learn their secrets? How would you make something out of nothing? You know? Yeah. Why only talk to a guy that's only made ten movies? Talk to a guy that's made almost two hundred movies. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're gonna have like, a lot of great stories. And like oh, yeah. you said, just a lot of stuff to share. And I'm sure he's going to have quite a collection of his uh, of his classic movies with yeah, him. Yeah. So definitely go up there and show Joel Weinkamp some love. Absolutely, guys. But if you're a bit more on the wrestling side of things, they have a super awesome wrestling celebrity guest here. They have got Rocky Johnson, man. That's right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's dad is going to be there, man. He was in the WWE, I think, back in the day and stuff, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, he, he slammed around. I mean, just look, just look at the physique of this guy in the, yeah. in the picture. I mean, you can see where The Rock gets his yeah. uh, gets his jeans This from, photo was know? taken this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Rocky Johnson, man, he was awesome. I remember back in, like, the Attitude Era, like, they actually brought him out. Yeah. And, like, you know, The Rock was, like, such a 
badass that yeah, you know, yeah. everyone just thought he was going to be like, get out of here with your candy ass dad. <laughs> but no, of course, like, you know, he went out and saved his dad. Like, I think, like, the That's nation cool. of domination or someone were beating him up. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, Rocky Johnson could definitely hold his own, man. But yeah, I, I would love to talk to Rocky, man. Heck I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, it's The Rock's dad, you know? So, I mean, I'm sure he's got some stories to tell, too. <laughs> oh, no doubt, man. So, definitely a wrestling legend there and part of that legacy of. Uh, the the lineage that goes behind kind of the Rock's whole legacy, Roman Reigns' whole legacy, all that. Oh, because yeah. obviously Rocky Johnson married into that family. You yep, know? yep. Yeah, huge family. I mean, all <laughs> the, you know, Yokozuna, Rikishi, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, the, the list goes on and on, you know, that, that famous Samoan family. But, yeah, Rocky Johnson. You know, Rock's dad. You know, I know uh, I know quite a few people that we know would love to go up and, you know, maybe try to get the Rock's number from Rocky Johnson, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no doubt, man. But uh, definitely, man, that, you know, as far as guests go, man, those are, I mean, just a few of the guys that are going to be at the Daytona uh, Beach uh, Comic Con, man. But definitely, you know, definitely those were ones that jumped out to us. Where we were like, man, we might have to make the trip just to go check those guys out. Heck yeah, but it doesn't stop there, man. They've also got a co- a costume contest with over $300 worth of prizes. They've got a ton of comic vendors, so people actually selling comic books and stuff. Plus, they'll be grading books there, you know, the CGC thing. Oh, I'm yeah. not a super fan of that because it's like they seal it in a plastic clamshell and you can't <laughs> read it. Now, I understand, you know, preserving history, yada, yada, yada. If you can't read it, what are you preserving, man? <laughs> you know? that's, that's true. That's true. Like you said, of course, you know, it, it, you know this day of ebay and all that mm-hmm. stuff people are always like i want to know exactly what I, you know it almost gives it like a seal of authenticity but like you're right man you can't enjoy it for what it is once yeah, it's yeah. trapped in that coffin well what do you guys think out there man i see we got a couple people justin k justin mcpatches is in the oh, house i love yeah. to see that kelly jade bishops out there bishop we, we even got some photos of you in tonight's episode so hang around and check it out man oh, we're talking about con stuff later but uh yeah, what do you guys think of the CGC grading, man? Like I said, they take comic books, classic comics, they lock them in a clamshell, and they seal them, and they give them a rating of how pristine it is. Uh, do you think that's good for comics, or do you think that's bad? What do you guys think, man? Sh- shout out in the comments. Let us know. Let us know. And uh, until then, um, I think, I think. Well, why don't you tell them a little bit of, of, a, of a Comic-Con story, Senor Boy? Oh, man. I think well, everybody like, would enjoy that. Well, like we said, man, we've been to, you know, cons big and small. You know, yeah. we're definitely going to talk about a bunch of them tonight. But, man, I want to talk about, like, kind of like one of the, like, you know, local conventions that we went to. You know, about two or three years ago, you know, someone had this great idea where they were like, you know what? Horror movies and stuff are, like, really booming right now. We're going to do, like, a, a, a horror convention, you know, like a mm-hmm. freak show, you know, which yeah. is right up our alley. You know, we're fans of Jim Rose and all those crazy cats, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, we were like, we'd love to go to the freak show. And I thought they did a really good job. You know, they kind of they had a they had a little uh, thing where you could walk through and people were dressed up like mm-hmm. freaks. But, man, I got to show something real quick that I was able to pick up at the freak show that I couldn't get anywhere else. Oh, man. Now, you know, if you got it at just the freak show, this is going to be something pretty gnarly so what what do you got there senior boy oh man we got here this tales from the crypt Ooh, man now i know what everyone's thinking they're like man there aren't those books like you know 60 something years old <laughs> well not to you know this is actually a uh, a new series that's put out by z comics but the thing is is that these are really hard to come by like you know nowadays like you know they only had a limited run mm-hmm. so it's like when i saw them and they had pretty much every copy here and it is like the you know the trade paperback version yeah. But still, like I was like, I gotta get them because I loved like the stories and the old, yeah. you know. 
but it's, it's like a reprint of the original stories? Yes. That's uh, awesome. With also some of the uh, newer artists making some, uh, some, some new tales as well. <laughs> so you get a little mix of the old and the new. That's great, man, because, yeah, it's exactly my point. When you have these older books and they're rare and then people start clamshelling them up, it's hard to read the story. So here you have the opportunity to actually read the story and get introduced to some new tales. I mean, that can't be beat, man. That's pretty wicked. Exactly. Like I said, it was just a local con, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, I know like, oh, I see uh, uh, Justin McPatch is down there saying, I was there. You know, <laughs> yes, actually, it was really cool. You know, Justin got up there and he was talking about, you know, how to produce a podcast and stuff. And that's what's great. You know, you go to these local shows and, you know, it really gives exposure to guys like us and, and you know, our affiliates. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it's just it's a lot of fun. It doesn't always have to be like big name, uh, you know, artists and and and, um, and movie stars, even though they did have a couple there. Remember, Tyler sure. Maine was there yeah. and a couple other guys. Yeah, but... he played Sabretooth in the original X-Men movie, the 2001. Oh, yeah, man. But this is like my little, you know, pride and joy from the freak show. <laughs> well, very cool, Senior Bull. That's a, that's a pretty wicked find there, man. And I have to say that that freak show was really cool. I remember we met that one, like, model there, too. Yes, yeah. yeah do you remember her name? Birdie Lee. Birdie Lee. Man, look, you got a mind like a steel trap. You know? <laughs> You'd think the one thing I'd remember would be hot chicks I met. Nope. <laughs> well, definitely. Yeah, Birdie was very nice, and I yeah. know she was really into cosplay. We'll have to look her up and see if she's still uh, running around dressing up as those uh, awesome characters. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, either way, yeah, she was super nice. It was cool to kind of see some of this, the inner workings of the, uh, of the freak show as, as you kind of go in their little like senior bull said they had a little uh, amusement thing you know where you, you pay a couple bucks and you walk through and it's like a fun house but in each little stop that they have they have actors portraying classic freak shows sideshows so absolutely. really cool stuff man absolutely man this is just just a lot of fun so you want to move on to the next uh, big event that's kind of coming around man i think everybody yeah. would be excited for yeah let's do it man cuz i <laughs> i got to say the name of this one really cracked me up when i saw it Let's see it. So we've got the Infinity Toy and Comic-Con up in Kissimmee. Oh, man. You know, this one, I mean, it, 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 I think it's definitely some real good marketing here, especially <laughs> with that big Infinity War coming out later this year. Absolutely, man. I have to say, like, this kind of made me laugh that I was like, man, talk about just trying to ride the coattails of something. And I'm like, how long has this been out? You know, because like a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con, Megacon, whatever, yeah, they've been out 10, 15 years, 20 years, you know? Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this came out after the Avengers did, and they're like, that's going to go somewhere, dude. If we just ride this out, <laughs> we'll be good. And I kind of felt bad because you sent me the link to this and the info on it, and I was looking up trying to get some clips for the show and all, and I got totally upset because I couldn't find any of the guests or anything that you were talking about. Uh -huh. And it took me a while to realize I was on the website for Infinity Con, oh. which is another convention that they're having in lake city florida which is just like two hours west of jacksonville so probably two and a half hours or an hour and a half north of uh orlando of where the other one's at that's pretty funny man <laughs> so they, they got similar similar titles like you said you're probably like what is he doing he, you know sometimes we do get a little confused here at the power hour our wires get crossed but man so this was a completely different convention huh? completely different convention and i have to say it it looked really nice, you know. It was a smaller convention. They didn't have any celebrities, no famous book artists or anything, but they had all the kind of local and area 
uh, distributors and marketers, people who made things, local cosplayers and stuff like that. And I loved their website. I mean, their graphics were great. Cool. You know, and it didn't seem like, like I said, the biggest thing in the universe, but it was reasonably priced, like like we said earlier, you know, 10, 15 bucks or something to go in for one day. And it, it was just a nice local convention. It looked really good. And the more I looked at it, the more I was like, Man, I kind of want to give them a shout out. Just oh, very like cool. they're they're doing it right. They actually have a tap dancing troupe that shows up there who are cosplayers, and they all dress up like different superheroes, and they do a tap dance number together. So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. You know? Absolutely, man. No, that's good. Like we said, it's not always about big names and yeah. guests and stuff like that, man. Sometimes it's just a lot of cool people coming together and having a good time. Absolutely, man. But getting back to the Infinity Toy and Comic-Con right? yes. up in Kissimmee, this one's taking place, I think, in March 3rd? Yes, yeah. There's only one day, but it sounds like it's going to be a one day of great action. Absolutely, man. And again, you can tell. They're like, we're going to put Black Panther like right on <laughs> the cover of our advertising thing this year. These guys, know how to, th yeah. these guys know what they're doing, man. Oh, right. man. So it looks like they're going to have Hall of Fame inductee, man. Oh, that's... I'm going to butcher this guy's name. T t tell him what, 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 uh, what his name is there. Uh, that's uh, Larry Zabisco. Okay. <laughs> Zabisco. Yes. And nice. he, uh, you know, like I said, he, he's a classic, man. You know, uh, Larry was uh, uh, a commentator on WCW Nitro. Mm -hmm. for quite some time and and i mean he's a, a classic uh general yeah i think a second or third generation wrestler nice just in his own right so i mean definitely you know just to have him at their convention i'm sure they're really excited absolutely man i mean anytime you get a hall of famer coming in right before they are getting inducted in the hall of fame you know that's going to pull some numbers and that's going to pull some crowd man so that's pretty exciting to me and uh I've never seen that before. I've never seen a Hall of Fame inductee being at a con. Have you ever seen something like that? Nah, man. You know, but it's it's kind of cool because he, like I said, like I've seen this guy, you know, and he goes around to the different wrestling uh, uh, things, and he's still an active member in the wrestling community. I mean, I don't think he gets in the ring anymore, but you know, he goes out and he scouts talent and stuff like that. So, like you said, no, I think it's it's really cool. And like you said, being that it's a, a an inductee, it's like yeah, definitely you're gonna see him soon. <laughs> All right, man. Well, again, that's just scratching the surface there, because next up, we have got Chuck Dixon, man. Oh, man. You know, I mean, when you talk about artists, I mean, Chuck Dixon, I mean, he, he's, he's responsible for some major characters out there. Absolutely, man. Why don't you tell us a bit about who he's brought to the to the uh to the comic pages well i think like uh probably best right here in the uh in the panel we got here you know bane you know in yeah. that whole shadow or the um nightfall nightfall yeah. yeah he was he was behind a lot of that and i mean he's just he's done a lot of i, I think that's probably like his core character yeah. that he had a i know he's done here. a lot of nightwing yes yeah. and, Night, and nightwing is definitely another one that that he's just you know He's he's given so much to DC Comics, which I know probably Party Man Will would be really excited about. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely Chuck Dixon. I know he's been to like a lot of the mega cons and stuff like that. So it's really great that he's coming out for this local con, you know, and and giving them a hand. So definitely, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing Chuck up there. Absolutely, man, and that's quite an autograph to get. If you have any of those classic Batman stories, you know, gosh, getting a Nightfall or something signed by him would just be killer, man. You so. Know it absolutely man so yeah what's really cool about this event it's only eight dollars to get in so nice. i mean i know we were saying earlier you know the 10 to 18 dollars was was a good deal but man this is a great deal not to mention besides the guests there's gonna be a bunch of comic and entertainment vendors so very cool 
Absolutely, man. You know, it's always cool that they have a lot of extra stuff there, but vendors are really something to look forward to at a con, man. You know, because a lot of times you get out there and you just find some really cool stuff as far as T-shirts and merchandising and things you didn't even know that they made before. I mean, I actually saw them selling, uh, like, evening gown-looking clothes that were for women that were like Harley Quinn's dress or oh. a Wonder Woman dress, you know, or tap dancing shoes, you know, like the cosplayers would use, made in the style of superheroes or top hats with monocles for steampunk people. I mean, some of the vendors are some of the best people you find at these cons. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and the same thing, like with a smaller con like this, you'd probably have more of an opportunity to go up and uh, talk to them, you know, kind of find out where they're from. Who knows? You know, you might make some connections and some new friends, too. No doubt, man. All right, guys, we're back there. I guess our old, uh, you know, buddy, the Internet decided to be like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> and junk us right out of there. But uh, thanks for everybody who's hanging around or joining us back up for part two. We're going to try to shoot this back out into the uh, the Facebook Live universe out there. And, uh, and we'll get right back to talking about some convention stuff here in a minute. So I don't think we were getting any of the comments that you guys were sending us in the first part of the video there because our internet connection was somehow defunct there. I don't know what was going on. So, uh, but thank you, Alex Kish. We saw you were throwing some awesome gifts in there and stuff as we were trying to reboot everything here. Um, so thanks for joining us, guys. We're getting right back into doing, uh, talking about some cons, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like you said, man, it's always, uh, you know, when you're putting on this uh, online show and stuff, there's always a lot of factors that kind of I think go it's this graphic it. right here, the, uh, the live. <laughs> I made this tonight, and it was like, yeah, you're live. Boom, we can totally jack with your show. Don't even worry about it. Absolutely, man. But, you know, like we said earlier, man, if you guys could help us out and hit that share button, get some more cats in here partying with us, man, that would be so awesome. You know, we're going to be talking all about the conventions, man. We were just talking about great you know uh you know daytona beach comic-con uh infinity uh con yep. you know uh, infinity toy and comic-con man like great you know you know we're not just saying like you know we're only supporting all the big giant cons where like you know things are uh <laughs> are, you know bringing in all these like you know 50 different guests you know we like you yeah. know some of the smaller guys too man give them some love you yeah because you don't got to go out there and spend a million dollars just walking in the door somewhere to go and have a great con experience man you can go to a, to these smaller venues and see these great 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 vendors who make all this creative stuff man i mean if you're a fan of etsy or you know online shopping your red bubbles and stuff like that where artists can create things that you can buy dude you want to get to a convention because these vendors are hand-making all sorts of knickknacks and items. You can get chains for Superman or Batman, you know, and they're hand-stamped or engraved. And, you know, they make custom T-shirts and custom clothing, all sorts of really great stuff, man. So, again, I'm not sure if that got cut off at the end of when we, we, were, we were getting booted off there. But the vendors are some of the best resources at these cons. And they're just happy to be there, man, you know. And that's one thing I can say about cons in general is that even when... You're heading out to one. It's always a little nerve-wracking in the sense of, like, these are big-time celebrities often that are at these conventions. And it can be very nerve-wracking to walk right up to a superstar celebrity and start saying something dumb, like, can I get your autograph, you know? <laughs> but while we've all seen these horror stories on TMZ and stuff of people harassing celebrities, this is absolutely not the case at a con. These people have shown up there to meet you you know they're there to meet their fans and 
every single person we've ever seen is so nice and they're so happy to meet you. They're so just overjoyed to see fans that actually like them that, I, I mean, it's never a bad experience, you know? Absolutely, man. You know, like I said, I don't think we've ever had a, a situation where it's been like, Oh, man, that was a real letdown. Yeah, now, or somebody was rude or snarky. No, you, you never get that, man, because these people are there. And, I, again, you're throwing money at them, so, of course, they're not <laughs> going to be dumpy to you. But, the um, you know, you're giving them a couple bucks. You're telling them, hey, man, I'm a fan of your work. You know, I love what you did in XYZ. Uh, it's so great to meet you. you. Shake their hand. You're like, don't be a creeper. Don't touch them too long or anything weird. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, they're as excited to meet someone who's passionate about the work that they've done as you are to meet someone who did the work that you love. You know? Absolutely, man. And like you said, you know, I know we've got tons of cool stories to tell. Yeah. Do you got one that you might want to share with the audience about a good Comic-Con experience? Yeah, you know what? Right, right in tune of talking about meeting a celebrity and how difficult it is, especially if you really admire them, you really like their work. I think I've got a story that's right up that alley. And um, it's why I wore this shirt today. There you go. <laughs> So a lot of you guys out there might be like, what the hell is El Bandito wearing? Because that is the weirdest shirt I've ever seen. Well, follow me along on this awesome journey throughout the story here, and you're going to find out exactly what the shirt means if you don't know. So uh, Justin McPatches, I'm surprised. You, you might know. It's not really a, from a horror movie, but you might know. So anyways, we head out to Megacon a few years back, and Lauren Cohan is going to be there. Oh, right? yeah. I know her from Supernatural. She's in season three. I know that she's in the Vampire Diaries. A lot of you guys out there probably know her as Maggie from The Walking Dead. At the time, this was maybe the second season of The Walking Dead was in the middle or had just wrapped, so she's fairly new on the show, but I have been a longtime fan of her career and seen her in a couple different shows and stuff like this, and I find out that she is here at Megacon, and I am psyched, man. But I'm psyched in that capacity of, like, it's hard enough being like, hey, I'm going to go meet Stan Lee or Patrick Stewart or something. But when you're like, this is also a super gorgeous woman, that just takes it to the nth degree of being like, it is difficult to cold approach someone and just start oh, yeah. a conversation. Oh, yeah. So I know we're outside of kind of the bullpen where they keep all of the uh, the actors and actresses and stuff in there, the celebrity guests. You know, they, they keep them in a nice big open area so they can have these lines and stuff. It's the beginning of the day. It's Friday, the opening day of the weekend. Yep. And we like to go and try to get our celebrity stuff done then. Because the crowd's not so busy. It hasn't really filled out yet, you know? So we head on over there, and sure enough, the crowds are just leaking in. They're just starting to get them in lines, and they're moving them kind of from left to right, but it is open on the left. So we kind of sneak in on the left side, and we realize that we can walk right up to Lauren Cohan's table, and she's just, just there with no <laughs> line. No one's waiting. Like everyone's kind of lined up on the right, and we can just walk in and talk to her. And, you know, she has a, someone with her there, and. I'm just pacing back and forth, and I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I'm like, oh, man, how, how can I go and talk to this this woman? She's beautiful, and she's a great <laughs> actress, and she's so talented, and, like, I'm just some schlub. I'm nobody, you know? And Senior Bulls, he's so great. He's a great friend. He's like, hey, man, she puts on her pants one sexy, fine-ass leg at a time just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. And I was like, all right, dude. He's like, dude, just go up to her and say, hi, my name's Charles. And and that's it. That's all. You, it's like meeting a normal person. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're making it too easy. But okay, I'll give that a shot. That sounds like a good piece of advice. You know, just you walk go. up, introduce yourself. Hey, my name's Charles, man. What's going on? 
you know? So in my head, I'm saying this over and over again. My name's Charles. My name's Charles. My name's Charles. <laughs> and I'm walking right up to her table. I get about 15, 20 feet away, and her and the person she's with, they notice me, and they look over, and she's looking at me, and she kind of does this little squint. And I come walking up, and I look like that guy whose hand is out way too far for the handshake <laughs> in advance. And so I've got my hand out there, and I'm walking up. And she says to me, hey, man, that's a really cool shirt. What is that? <laughs> and, of course, I'm like, hi, my name is Charles. Because <laughs> that's what I prepared to say, damn it, and I was going to say it. So I said that, and she said, oh, hi, my name's Lauren. And I was just like, have you ever seen the movie The Fifth Element? And she was like, yes, I have. I said, there's a scene in the opening of the movies where the police come to Bruce Willis's apartment and they tell him and everyone on his floor to put their hands in the yellow circles and the cops will come by and examine each apartment. So he puts his hands in the yellow circles and they open up the little screen and they look inside and they see him standing there. And because it's a futuristic sci-fi movie with aliens and stuff like that, they ask him, are you classified as human? And his response is no. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> so my shirt is a meat popsicle with his hands in the yellow circles. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And this probably sounds like the most retarded thing you could say to some random celebrity that you just met who wasn't in this film or anything like that. And because I think that she's probably the most special person in the universe, she looks at me and is like, Oh my God, I love that movie. Yes, multi-pass, multi-pass. You know? <laughs> and she's totally joking about other lines in the movie. So it was a total riot. And we kind of both laughed about it for a minute. And I was telling her, hey, I'm a super huge fan of yours. I'd love to get an autograph from you. I'd love to get an autograph from my sister and everything like this. And she was so gracious and so nice. And I have to say, like, you see her in movies and stuff all the time. And she has these beautiful pale green eyes. But in person, they're so vivid and so bright. They're like, it's like looking into Medusa's eyes. You're frozen. I'm like, wow, you're just you're stunning. You know? So she was just such a great, nice lady. And, of course, I got her autograph. I'll show you guys here. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it. This is pretty nice. So here we go. Here's Lauren Cohan herself. Sign this. And, you know, you have to get it personalized. You know, you can't just get uh, someone's name because, you know, to eBay, you know, <laughs> you can't be doing that. So you got to get it personalized. And I got it personalized. And, she, you know, she told me, she said, what, what do you want me to put on there? And I said, well, my name's Charles. You can just make it out to Charles. And she's like, no, that's boring, man. And she's like, uh, I got to put something cool on here. And she's like, I really want to put stay in charge. But I feel like nobody would get that reference. <laughs> and I told her, I said, you know what? I get that reference. And if anyone ever asks me, why does it say stay in charge? It'll just be a secret between you and me. <laughs> and she was like, deal, man. That sounds great. So that's what she signed on my freaking print. I absolutely love it. The woman's an angel. If you've ever had doubts or worries about meeting a celebrity, even someone that y you may really like, love and think are just awesome and fanboy over or fangirl over dude do it because Absolutely. these people love it they love the praise you know uh who wouldn't you know so it's totally worth it and uh you know she was she was a wonderful woman uh feel free to tag her in this if you know her i don't know <laughs> you know or if you have fans that like the walking dead i'm sure they would yeah. think that's a very interesting story and how approachable she is yeah so. absolutely one of the most grounded down to earth people we've ever met and if i could real quick just indulge i'll tell this part of the story very quick as i'm having this conversation with her and she's signing these things for me one of the handlers from megacon comes over and he asks her hey there's another guest who would like to come and get an autograph from you 
but she has a live rabbit with her. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure that was okay with you. And Lauren's kind of looking at this guy like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? And the guy says, she has a live rabbit. It's part of her costume because she's a cosplayer. And she's cosplaying as an anime character who has a rabbit. And she's, the guy says, is that okay with you? And she's like, uh, I don't understand what you're asking me, you know? <laughs> and I told her, I said, hey, man, is this the uh, like the rabbit from Monty Python's Holy Grail? Like, is it going to come <laughs> chew her up or what, you know? <laughs> and I think she finally realized that's what the guy's trying to say. Like, do you mind a live animal being near you? And she's like, oh, dude, no, I don't have any allergies. And she's laughing. She's like, dude, that Monty Python thing, that's hilarious. She's like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, do I have to touch it or hold it or something? And the guy's like, no, 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 no. She's just, she's just going to have it. And we wanted to make sure it was okay. It's in, a, it's in a cage and everything. And Lauren's like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Tell her to come over here and check it out. But again, now we're laughing about the Monty Python stuff, which was so cool because she grew up in England. So a lot of shows you'll see her doing uh, like an English accent because she kind of grew up with that. Um, so I figured it'd be a joke that she liked and she totally did because she's a super cool chick. So just awesome. Again, can't say thank you to her enough and I can't encourage you guys more to be like, hey, go and, and take the gamble because these people are oftentimes really, really awesome. Absolutely, man. And man, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up, other conventions. We also want to hear from you guys some of your best convention moments. But we're going to get to that in segment two. But man, I think, you know, look at this. We got Justin McPatches in here. What <laughs> better time to jump into some podunk news? Absolutely, man. That sounds like a plan to me. Let's go ahead and jump right over and see what's going on in the newsroom. Podunk News. Oh, man. You know, if you've come looking for some crazy news, man, we're definitely going to have a healthy dose for you guys right now. But also, we got some really cool entertainment stuff coming at you guys, too. Absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, uh, you know, real quick, man, while we pull up our first slide here, yeah, man, I think it's... Just... it's you know, it's definitely uh, some some awesome things coming at you guys that I know we're excited about. Hopefully, you guys will dig it too. Oh, oh man. man! If you don't know this uh, image, man, you guys need to go back and watch some uh, awesome movies, man. We got here Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan with none other than Death. <laughs> Which I'm sure everyone's like, well, why are you guys pulling up a movie that's almost like you know 30 years old? Well, guess what? We got some cool news for you guys because. They're trying to make them a Bill and Ted 3. Now, this has been out for a while now, this news. But what's really exciting is that um, William Sattler, who played Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, has just recently started tweeting and stuff his interest in rejoining the cast, which I think is awesome. Heck yeah, man. He's such a renowned actor and does so many parts and so many things that I don't know how he ended up being kind of that guy who's in everything, but you almost don't notice. <laughs> but he is, man. He's in Star Trek, dude. He's in oh, yeah. independent films. Uh, he's just in all sorts of stuff. He was in Iron Man 3. You, you know? know, we were talking about Tales from the Crypt earlier. He was in the Tales from the Crypt movies. So, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely gets around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reprising his role as the president from Iron Man 3. That's like, pretty cool. Yeah, there's not many actors that'll be like, yeah, I'll do the feature film and the TV show. Not a big whoop, you know? 
So the whole thing behind this, and I know you guys are like, man, it's been like 30 years since there was another Bill and Ted movie. But <laughs> the whole thing is, is it's, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter have both said they're very interested in coming back. So, you know, it's not like they're recasting any, you know, the main roles. But, you know, having death come back is cool. And the whole working title right now isn't just Bill and Ted 3. It's Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> nice. So let us know what you guys think about that. Do you think it's past its prime or, you know, can they can they rekindle that joy? I think it's cool because yeah. it's getting back to those core guys. Yeah, yeah. That really loved. Unfortunately, the late great George Carlin won't be able to join in as Rufus, but I'm sure they're going to work that into the story somehow. Absolutely, man. I think it was a, a great duo of movies. I know a lot of people really shit on the second Bill and Ted movie, <laughs> but I always liked it because it was kind of that that push into the schlock territory of sure. like they're really not taking themselves too seriously and at the time sequels were just so just universally bad that it's like if you were going to make a bad sequel you might as well just make it stupid and fun sure and that's kind of exactly what they did absolutely so, yeah man. i, I kind of always dug it well that's cool man well hopefully we'll see this sometime soon because we know those guys aren't getting any younger Absolutely, man. But I got to tell you, I've heard about some wacky stuff going on in the UK, man. Oh, yeah. We know our uh, our UK fans will probably be able to comment on this. Man, yeah, there is a chicken shortage that has closed over 470 KFC storefronts in the UK. Bastards, man. Who stole us a chicken? I know, man. Everyone knows <laughs> that that skin is the best part, right? <laughs> I know. They don't need the chicken. Just Can we just make more skin? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome well apparently there's around 900 storefronts in the uh Woo. the uk that's a lot considering like the uk is like the size of kentucky <laughs> that, that's true that's very true man and it's just you know but like i said when you look at that almost half their well more than half their stores yeah. are now closed because of this chicken shortage that's wild man well apparently they're saying that the stores will uh slowly reopen throughout the week as mm more and more chicken gets shipped. But, um, absolutely. I thought this was a very interesting story that, you know, I mean, I know here we never seem to have a chicken shortage. <laughs> Needs more trucking. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's loading up in the... Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, we see. Look at this. We got Catherine D. saying she would check out Bill and Ted 3. So absolutely. Maybe we could go uh, have some KFC chicken afterwards. You know? <laughs> Not to rub it in you know, with our UK friends, right? <laughs> but absolutely. Hopefully... We'll get that gravy and just drink it like a shot. Mm. Mm. Well, hopefully mm. they get back on track very soon. <laughs> All right, but next up, we got an 11-year-old Boy Scout sent was sent a jury duty summons. Why don't you tell us about this in your book? Oh man, uh, you know I don't get I don't have a state on this one, but we know it's definitely legit. Uh, of, you know, being that the boy is only 11 years old, they didn't release a name or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> his mother attempted to get an exemption, but there's no option that exists for too young to serve. <laughs> so. Um, the problem uh, was traced uh, from the courthouse was that they recently switched companies that they that they used to send out the summonses. Sure, so, yeah, that compile the lists of available jurors and stuff like that. Which I wish I would get that address because I'd like to send them a thing <laughs> saying, "Don't send me." No, no, <laughs> no, I have to say this absolutely sounds like the premise for like a 1993 comedy, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like right yeah. about the time when like Rookie of the Year came out, <laughs> Dunstan's like... Blank Check or whatever that one movie was. <laughs> 
shit. Oh my god, that movie was such trash. That that's two different movies you just mixed together that are total shit. Oh, yeah. Dunstan checks in was the one with the monkey. Yeah. Where he has yeah. a monkey and he lives in the hotel room. And then yeah. I think Blank Check was the name of the one with like a ten year old kid who gets a blank check from yes. like a mafia guy and yes. he cashes it and it actually cashes for like a million bucks. <laughs> so two retarded movies I remember seeing as a kid that were just terrible. Well get this man. You know, we were talking about this 11-year-old Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. Like, apparently, he was actually excited. Like, he wanted to to go go, to jury duty? Yeah, he wanted to go serve. (laughs) He's a Boy Scout, man. He's going to do his civic duty. (laughs) Marker. But, of course, eventually, yeah, they were told, uh, hey, we'll we'll, we'll definitely bother you in a couple years. uh. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'm not sure what state that was from, man. Like you said, you didn't grab the state. But we can can tell you this next story is going to be about Louisiana. Oh, yeah. You know, just in a little bit over a month or so, you know, Louisiana is going to host uh, WrestleMania. So, you know, we've been hearing a lot about that. You know, our big wrestling fans, you know, Heck Elimination yeah. Chamber just happened, all that stuff. But, man, the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission has banned any blood or pile drivers to be used during any any show going on within the city limits wow. during WrestleMania week. Well, w- within the city or within the state? Within the city, I, I think what it is okay. is it's because since that's like the the city that's hosting it, they gotcha, you know, got a gotcha. lock on. So they banned it on New Orleans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, but here's the thing, you know, everyone's probably saying, "Well, that's just WWE." They'll work. But what happens is a lot of these other companies, like Ring of Honor, yeah, and st- they yeah. all show up to where the WWE events are and do events exactly. around it. They yeah. know all the fans are going to be there. All they're going to want some other wrestling. But yeah, so they. All these different events have to work within those same guidelines. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, we, I guess we won't be seeing any. Uh, we, we won't get to see Tommy Dreamer pile drive a woman. That's, that, that's definitely that's, what we want. That absolutely is true, man. <laughs> or, you know, if you think about it, if The Undertaker comes back, I mean, tombstone yeah. pile driver, ain't Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll just say, that's a tombstone. What do you yeah. want on your tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, we got to see we, we you know since we're talking about wrestling, we got to talk sure. about it, man. What did we see a couple weeks ago? Oh man, we went up there to the AWE wrestling. The AWE, event. that's what it was. Yeah, man, those guys are great. It was up there in Coco, so yes. close, close to Daytona. Yes. You know what you're saying? And yeah, man, they just put on a great show, man. They yeah. kind of pride themselves as being like the new extreme. So it's like yeah, they, just a lot of they they brought in a lot of. Uh, post uh, pro mm-hmm. talent, you know, guys that have been around for a few years. Then they also had a bunch of newcomers yeah. coming up, man. So it was but great. To I see. know I went because you sent me the promo that was like Tommy Dreamer is going to be there. Oh yeah, and I'm like, dude, Tommy Dreamer live. I'm totally watching that. So I know he was fighting kind of someone in their circuit yes. who's like a bit of an up and comer guy, and that uh, he trained with the Dudleys and stuff. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, Man, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. it escapes me at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely. You know, we we could definitely pull that up later. Sure, sure. But yeah, great show. Um, you know, I know they're going to be doing one in March as well. Once it gets closer to WrestleMania, so yeah. But I know the guy was there fighting, and he had a valet. You know, a, a young girl who came to the apron with him. She was a cool goth chick. Yeah, Harley yep. Quinn pigtails. And she totally tried to interfere in the middle of the match. Dude, Tommy Dreamer, pile drive this like 19-year-old girl. And I was like, that's the best thing I ever saw, man. I loved it. That girl was like, it's such an honor to be pile drived by you, Mr. Dreamer. (laughs) No doubt, man. She was all like, bleed on my Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But that's going to about wrap it up for this segment of Podunk News. Yeah. We definitely have some more awesome stuff coming up later in our second segment of Podunk News. So definitely. But, man, I think it's time to jump back into the crowd, man. Let's see what they think about the Comic-Con. Absolutely. Let's jump back in the studio and see what the viewers think. Oh, yeah. Oh, Video Game Zone. Oh, we'll head over there. Okay. Audio time. Man. 
There's definitely, that was cool. Yeah, there's <laughs> for de- like no reason. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, I I love that transition anyway. But we're yeah. gonna talk about some video game stuff later during the next segment of Podunk News. But man, now we'd like to hear from you guys. If you guys been to any conventions? If not, which conventions would you like to check out? I mean, you know, if you're not familiar, like you know, just think about it. Like you go to this place, you can meet all different kind of stars. Who would you like to meet? Throw it down in the comments and let us know. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely uh, we'll chat about it a little bit. But, man, how about you, El Bandito? Who would you love to meet at a convention? You, you know who I'd love to meet that, that I'm actually pretty bummed I kind of missed out on? Who's was that? that? They had a couple of the cast members from Game of Thrones oh, head up there, I think, yeah. a year or so ago. And I really, really, really would have liked to have met a couple of them cats out there. And I say cats, but... I'm like, I wanted to meet Sansa and Arya. They're like oh, just two dude. of the baddest chicks ever. <laughs> like, if you got to pick who your daughters would be in life, yeah, I'd pick them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. They and they seem like such cool girls too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, so, definitely Sansa. Also doing what, what's her name? Do you know? Oh man, uh, Mar- Maisie uh, Williams. Well, think, M- Massey or, Williams, or, I think, is Arya. Oh, okay. Who's Sansa? Yeah. Oh, she, she also plays Jean Grey in the X Men movies, which is really. Oh cool. man, I see so. Jason L's in in the comments here. Maybe you can throw in a save for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, here I, I I can look it up here. We got some internets going on. Why not? It was only giving us a super hard time earlier. We might as well <laughs> click on it. But let's see. Who does this say? Oh, man, Sophie Turner. There you go, <laughs> Sophie Turner. Did he beat me to it? He did. Well, <laughs> I think you guys are right on about, you know, I know there's a little bit of a delay there. But, yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. Oh, yeah, Sophie Turner. Awesome yeah, she's actress. awesome, man. She's so cool in the X-Men, you know. And Femke Jansen, who who played Jean Grey originally, was fantastic, you know. But when they're kind of re-upping the cast and getting a lot of younger people in, I don't think they could have done better than Sophie Turner. She is just fantastic and a fantastic actress, portrays and conveys so much emotion, which is exactly what Jean Grey is going to need if oh, they actually yeah. get around to doing this Dark Phoenix saga. Absolutely, man. I completely agree. I think she's a great choice. She has the look. She's got the attitude. I think she's going to do great. So I can't wait to see it. And, of course, the upcoming Game of Thrones season, you know, we can't wait for that. Oh, man, we're we're filling up here, man. I, sorry, I just looked down <laughs> here, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> Justin McPatch, is he's throwing out spooky empire. Man, keep that seat warm, man. We're, we're going to get there. But, yes, spooky empire is awesome. Much love to them. Oh, man, I see here. Oh, uh, Catherine D is talking about that. At one of the conventions she went to, she was able to get the, a balloon animal made yeah. for, of like a person that she knew. So, you know, I think we might be able to dig up some photos later that might be kind of cool to, to find that. Um, Absolutely. And I see someone chatting down here about mouse pads. Now, I actually saw someone years ago who was selling mouse pads at the convention. <laughs> and I know I know a girl you were with, Senior Bull, actually bought a sketch mouse pad. So that it was there was like a drawing on it. Uh-huh. And it was the uh, the redhead kid from Harry Potter. What's his name? Like Norman or something? Ron Weasley. Ron, Ron Weasley. There you go. And he's like not wearing a shirt and he's all buff and stuff, but he's still like 15. And I was like, that you're, you know, there's, you know something that's eh, <laughs> borderline eh. wrong. Is that yeah. What you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It was still okay. It was kind of weird. Would you guys like to see some Harry Potter like (laughs) cast members at MegaCon? Would that be cool for you guys? You know, or at a local con of some kind? I mean, I I really think right now, I think if I were to try to get myself to a con, what would really get me there would be the Defenders. 
Oh, there you, you go. Know? That would be yeah, you like Jessica Jones. Yes, because Charlie Cox. They're yeah. not like the end all be all biggest A list actors in the universe. It'd be like impossible to get them there. But if you could get Kristen Ritter, you know Charlie Cox, you get uh, guy that plays Luke Cage. I can't think of his name. God, I'm yeah. so bad with names lately. I'm getting <laughs> old, man. But uh, you know, get all those cats together. Uh, that would really be something to see, you know. And and really, a few years ago, the last one I went to was when they had the entire cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation. And remember, we went out to that to see yes. them, and we got to see the panel of Patrick Stewart, oh, it and it was so like a thousand dollars to meet the cast, so we didn't do that. <laughs> but we got to see them. We actually bumped into them in the audience. Oh, it was so cool. Um, uh, we they literally walked th- like through our group of people, and it was Brett Spiner and Robert Picardo. And they looked like they had totally just gone like motorcycle riding together. Like they had motorcycle yep, helmets yep. and leather jackets and they looked badass. So we were all like, oh my God, dude, it's so great to meet you. And they, they were nice. They were like, hey, yeah, great, cool. We have to go to the celebrity corral thing or we'll get mobbed out here. We're sorry. And yeah. they left. But it was nice that they even took a minute to talk to us. So Oh, Kelly cool. Jade threw down Tom Hiddleston, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Loki from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, again, that's that sort of A-list celebrity that's difficult to get. But yeah, if you could get him to come. I, I mean, I think Kelly Jade's like, she just needs to go to San, Di- San Diego Comic-Con. You definitely you know? <laughs> Get them all in one swoop, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just shell out the big bucks, you know, drop the, the two grand or whatever and get out there and check it out. But, yeah, because he, he, I think he's been at every single San Diego. I think so, For yeah, the last few years. The one time so. he showed up in costume and he was like, oh, I've got control over this audience. And then I think <laughs> Thor or someone came out. And it was cool. Oh, uh, uh, Katie D over here, she's saying uh, John Diggle. So she's yeah. talking about David Ramsey. You know, from, from the Arrow, Arrow yeah, yeah, from so. the Arrowverse. Also, Ezra Miller. They say he's really great at cons. Oh, definitely. You know, that he cool, he yeah. dresses up as other characters, like not himself, but like anime characters and stuff. Absolutely. So the guy man. plays the Flash in the Justice League movies. Yeah, no, this is really cool. I'm glad everyone seems to be enjoying, the, uh, you know, chatting about the different cons, man. But um, can we talk about real quick about someone that we met one time that, that I was so stoked about? Yeah. Well, man, you know, one time we were going around and, and you know, we were, we were we were just hanging out at the con and, and playing <laughs> games and stuff. And, dude, you know, one guy said to El Bandito, I'm like, man, we got to we got to meet Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, and he was like, well, who is that again? And I was like, man, you know, the Toxic Avenger, the Toxic Crusaders. I yeah. said, this is the guy who created that. And El Bandito was like, I remember that stuff. That's awesome. Let's let's hang out. Well, it just so happens that the lucky lady that I was with uh, at the event, while me and El Bandito are off uh, playing a, a LARP or something, because <laughs> we like that kind of stuff, you know, uh, she actually ran into Lloyd and hung out with them for like two hours. Yeah. And, you know, she was just, and she comes back and she's like, oh, I hung out with Lloyd Kaufman. We're like, what? And the next day we went to go visit him, and he was like, oh, hey, how you yeah. doing? You know, yeah, told yeah, because she's all like, oh, yeah, man, I totally hung out with Lloyd Kaufman. And we're like, whatever, dude. Yeah. And we see the guy the next day, and he's like, Hey, so and so calls her out by name, and we're just like, "What? Like that is crazy awesome!" And it was really cool because it was right around the time of my birthday. Yeah, and uh, th- this awesome individual got me this book by Lloyd Kaufman. Direct your own damn movie is the title. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm gonna say that uh, it was really cool because Lloyd actually put "Happy Birthday to Charboil XOXO Lloyd Kaufman." <laughs> The girl I was with, gay friend. (laughs) So definitely, you know, hanging out with Lloyd for a couple hours, you know, he definitely was very fond of this individual, and so was I. So, yeah, this this was an awesome birthday present. Plus, 
we got to meet Lloyd. And I think a little later we're going to actually show some photos. Yeah, so. yeah. We, we, you know what? Why don't we do that right now? Let's right. let's jump into some photos of cool con stuff. What do you let's guys do think it. of that? Yes. Yeah, All right. Good. First off, I wanted to start off by by showing this here. The uh, this is in the studio right above us here, where we have our green screen and stuff. Yeah. I actually have the entire like this collection here of art from Greg Horn, who shows up to MegaCon almost every year. He lives here in in Florida. So he shows up almost every year. They never put him on like the guest list. I don't know if he doesn't want to be or if they're just totally shortchanging this guy. But he is an amazing, amazing artist. Most of his work looks like paintings. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. I know he does a lot of it digitally enhanced and stuff. So he, he like does a lot of great digital art. And he did art for a, uh, a phone, a mobile game. Oh, he did okay. all the art for this latest Marvel uh, card game that, that they had. That's I right. That's I don't remember right. the name of it. I'm not into mobile games. But uh, but Greg Horn is so fantastic and so great. I had this bizarre experience meeting him because we walked by a booth, and his art was on display. And I looked at it and was like, oh, man, like this this is like a Greg Horn piece. Like I have this comic that this is from. And I looked at the one next to it, and I was like, oh, this, too, looks like something right in the same vein that he would have done. I've never seen this one before. This is really cool. And I was like, I really like this guy. And Senior Bull's like, dude, this is that guy's booth. Like, it has his name <laughs> and stuff on it. Like, I bet that dude's here. So we wander around for a minute, and sure enough, we uh, we find Greg Horn. And the, the, the lady who works here is like, oh, come up and meet this guy. He's a fan of yours. So I told him, I said, hey, man, I'm such a big fan. You're the whole reason I started picking up like the She-Hulk and Miss Marvel books back in like 2006-ish. And I told him, I said, it was the cover of She-Hulk number seven where she's sitting at a bus terminal. And it's like the um, they have the advertisement on the like bus bench stop. And it's for her She-Hulk's alter ego, Jennifer Walters. And so <laughs> slip and fall, I'm the one to call kind of a thing. And she's sitting there like, ha-ha. And then She-Hulk's sitting at the bench like with her hand on it like the other way. And I'm like, that's so clever and so neat that it's both the secret identity and She-Hulk on the cover in this kind of funny little thing. And it was funny. He's in the course of explaining that to the guy who made the piece. Yeah. His face lights up like a Christmas tree. Like he realizes like from memory, I'm pulling this one image that he made. And he told me, he said, the New York Transit Authority was on strike. And I thought that would be a good way of kind of showing them some love in a subtle way on the cover of this book. And I was like, that's so cool, man. And he went on to explain in each of these prints here that I bought the kind of secret message behind each one of them. So he's a super awesome and talented artist, but also really thought-provoking that there's a hidden message in every single one of his pieces, man. So really cool stuff. I would definitely check out uh, Greg Horn if you can find him at a con. Absolutely, man. He was a very nice guy. I remember you talking yeah. to him and just getting all, you know, great yeah. deal on all the prints and stuff. So yeah, I, very cool. Yeah, I know Bishop was with us earlier. I think he had to check out, man. I feel bad, but Bishop actually came with me. You know, he's an ex-marine. Uh, I know Justin K. You're a serviceman, man, so you'll appreciate this too. And Bishop's flipping through uh, his catalog of work that he has there for you to buy prints, and he turns to one that has Captain America in Afghanistan helping a soldier. Oh, there you and go. Cap's basically dressed in his regular clothes, but his suit's kind of underneath it, so you can tell it's Cap, you know? Um, but he's dressed in regular uniform with the other soldiers. And, and he's, like, got a guy fireman's carry. He's, like, taking him to safety. And, you know, Bishop, it, it moved him. Like, he was stuck in that moment looking at him where he was like, man, this, is, this, this touches me because this is something so familiar to me in my life and something I experienced. 
And Greg Horn noticed this while he was talking to the two of us. And he asked him, he said, are you a serviceman? And Bishop showed him his, you know, yeah. uh, Marine Corps tattoo. And Greg told him, you can have this because I can That's see awesome. that it moves you. And it's my way of thanking you for your service. You know, and I was like, wow, what a what a class act, man. Absolutely. Like we said, man, Greg Horn, great artist. You know, go look him up on Facebook, like his page. Like you said, if you see something you like, I'm sure he does online prints, too. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I know we got a lot of cool photos to show these guys, man. So we're like, well, why don't we move on into the uh, the next area that Absolutely, we want to share well, with them? There's th- these two stories kind of go hand in hand because I know you had the exact same experience where we were walking through just one of the downtown alleys there at the <laughs> con, man. Weren't paying any attention. I was probably, you know, Joe Blow selling whatever. And you walked by a print and you said, oh, oh my God, dude. They have a photo here of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. This is so cool. We mentioned F- this a few weeks back. Fighting Macho Man. Yeah, we mentioned this a few weeks back on our on our uh, wrestling episode. But you're like, dude, oh my gosh, look at this cool print. Oh, and look, they have a DVD. And oh, look, they have all this stuff. I love Jake the Snake. This guy is so cool. And man, I'm losing my mind because Jake the Snake is sitting at that table <laughs> directly in front of Charbol. Yes. And just, he's like, oh, wow. He's, you know, Jake the Snake is so, like, just... He looks shy almost, you know, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, you know, someone's just fanboying right in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, Senor Bull, dude, it's Jake the Snake right here. And no joke. You're like, oh, my God, oh, it's Jake the Snake. <laughs> I definitely like freaked out. Man. I'm marked out. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, so we actually got to meet Jake the Snake. Here's yep. here's me taking a photo with him. This guy was the greatest. He took this photo first yes. with you and our friend named Jake. Yes. <laughs> it was cool that he was named Jake too. But the three of you guys took a uh, took a photo together and he starts joking with you guys yeah. and he's like, "Hey, which one of you guys is grabbing my ass?" Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> man. I mean, and I, I I'm no short guy. I mean, look at Jake. I mean, he's, you know, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's up got there. four or five inches on you easy. And I don't even think he's standing up straight. I think he's leaning on you. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, what, a, what a great time. As you can see, smiles all around. Absolutely. You know, just, yeah. Just he's, so much fun. He's, he's just cutting a rug. And I will say that when I, when I took, oh, hold on. Let me go backwards here. When I took my photo with him a minute later, he was like, now this guy's got the touch. He's grabbing my ass. Just <laughs> <rats>. <laughs> he, he knew who it was. Uh, yeah, man. So, Jake, dude, you're the man, bro. Thank, thank you for this awesome yes. experience. And uh, we couldn't say enough good things about it, man. You know Super it. fun. So but we... from there, we did head over to, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, another little, little wrestler extreme over here. The legendary Al Snow, dude. Oh, you know it, man. The job <laughs> squad, man. You know, he used to. He, J- Al Snow was just awesome. He had head, 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 head. Yes. <laughs> what does everybody want? <laughs> what does everybody need? But he used to have the help me written backwards on his forehead. Yep. I thought that was that was a great gimmick, man. But, yeah, when we saw him there, we didn't realize he was going to be there. Oh, yeah. And we was were a like, surprise. oh, my gosh, Al Snow. We ran over. We were talking to him. And I remember we told him, we said, we, hey, can we get a photo with you? And he actually, man, his whole demeanor, like, changed in an instant. And he was like, they they make me charge you guys for a photo. I'm so sorry. Like he like yeah. genuinely felt bad <laughs> that he had to ask us for money, and we're like, dude, no, it's no problem. Here's you know, but he was like, well, everyone get in the picture. That way, I just have to charge you once. And it was his idea to take the picture like this, which we thought was hilarious, <laughs> man. So super fun, good time. So as you guys can see, if you've never been to a con before, I mean, there's a lot of cool shenanigans going on <laughs> and fun. And these guys, re- you really get the feeling that you know these are just. They're people. I mean, of yeah. course, they're celebrity status, but 
Yeah, they have a lot of fun with you too. So good time. Oh, Jason L's down there saying head. You know, he <laughs> he called it, man. It's so cool. All right. Oh, here we go. Here's your balloon. This this guy was like a balloon animal expert extraordinaire. So yes. he made this one here, and you could say it has a remarkable likeness to you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, that was that was my charbol balloon, man. I mean, I tried to keep that thing as long as I could. Like, I think eventually it was just like little swivels, you know, like little, <laughs> all the air had gone out. But it was so cool, and I yeah. was so happy to have it. And it was I, like three feet tall. It was yeah. huge. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I gotta just point out one other thing, like. These pictures are pretty classic. We're talking about almost a decade old. Yeah. Check out that little like um, that little cell phone <laughs> holder that I got going on there. You're, you're definitely on the cutting edge of fashion, sir. Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> well, you know, look how small that thing was. That's like not. Uh, my, now my you're phone. like, hello. <laughs> oh, look at that. Katie D says balloon boil. There you go. There that, you go. <laughs> that was it, man. So much fun. Absolutely. Oh man, the classic. Lou Ferrigno played the Incredible Hulk in the original uh, 70s TV show with Bill Bixby and stuff, man. And they used to paint him all green to be the Hulk. Yep. yep. And uh, we debated whether or not we would tell a story about Lou Ferrigno. And I totally think we should. Go ahead. Throw it out there. <laughs> I think it's worth a chuckle. Well, we went out there and uh, and we met Lou Ferrigno. And you know, we ran up to his table. And we're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I said, bro, can I get an autograph from you? My mom loves you. Can you make it out to her? You know, so I bought this cool print to him as the Hulk. And, you know, like we keep asking him questions and talking to him and he's totally like ignoring us, you know, like he's looking around. He's not paying any attention. And we keep telling him like, hey, do you what do you think of the new Hulk movies? And da, da, da. and he's just it's like he could care less. And we were like, wow, man. So I know we've said a number of times how cool it was to meet every celebrity. But this was definitely like. What the F, man? You know? <laughs> so I asked him if I could take a picture, and it took some doing for us to finally be like, dude, I'm just going to take a picture with my camera, and someone will take it with us. And we take this photo together, and uh, the guy's a beast. Super nice guy. <laughs> um, had to pay a crazy amount of money to take the photo and get the print and all. So we were kind of like, dude, that was, that was a weird experience. And I was kind of upset. I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to argue with this guy about how much he wanted for a photo. You're, like, you're like, hey, hey, Paul, look, look, give me some money. <laughs> I gotta pay yeah, give, give me some of that rich guy's cell phone money since you have your flashy cell phone there. But no, like, it was just because the experience was so awkward, I was a little kind of, like, it's it sat with me wrong. So I remember this was right before we went over and we, we saw Jake the Snake. Yes. And yeah. we had this great experience with Jake the Snake. And no joke. I literally said, I was like, dude, you're so amazing and so kind and so cordial. We just came from talking to Lou Ferrigno, and he was totally a jerk and ignored us like most of the time. And Jake the Snake looked at me with like kind of a sad face and was like, did you guys know he's deaf, right? <laughs> and, and we were like, what? And they were like, yeah, he's deaf. He can't hear you. He's not <laughs> ignoring you. Like, he probably can't hear you. And we totally felt like complete schmucks, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That was definitely one of those moments where you're just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Now, like you said, just to kind of – I see it's getting thrown down in the comments here, man, but I, I think we did dub that, you know, when, when he did charge you all that money. 
<laughs> yeah, what, what, what do we call that, LB? Oh my God, I can't believe someone put that in the comments. You have Ferrignode. <laughs> yeah. You got Ferrignode right there when you paid way too much money for something that you're like, what? But you can't say no now because you're already like yeah. halfway into it. Well, you're not going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. at that moment, I would have helped you. Well, here's the funny thing. Oh, look at this. Uh, Jason L says, uh, did he crush your hand when he shook it? I mean, No, he was surprisingly gentle. He was very gentle. He's, <laughs> He's very... a gentle giant. Now, did he also sign one for your mom? Like, yes. But he couldn't like understand what you were saying her name was. yes and that should have been the first clue was we, i had to repeat her name to him like six times you know and her name is isabel but i told him just make it out to isa you know isa 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 and he kept like he didn't understand what i was saying and lo and behold he didn't understand what i was saying so i really 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 felt bad so apologies to lou frigno i still think he charged me a little too much but that's okay man it's water under the bridge so. look, look at that bicep God i know damn. look at the tricep underneath it man that, the guy's a beast yeah I mean, oh, any way you slice it, he was a gentleman about the whole transaction. It's not like he was actually rude to us. Yeah. We just kind of got that misconception because <laughs> we didn't realize. So, But super cool guy. I framed the print in this cool, like, rough. I should have brought it. This cool, yeah. rough, uh, like, wood that looks like it's mashed up. So it looks like some Hulk-raged mashed up frame so really neat stuff absolutely man so much fun yeah but all right we got only a couple more photos here and we'll get back to telling you guys about some cons where you can go to and have fun yes. experiences <laughs> like this but here is the legendary lloyd kaufman himself of the toxic avenger he was cameoed in the guardians of the galaxy because yep. the creator james gunn cut his teeth with lloyd back in the day and uh man Without Lloyd, there'd be no South Park. I mean, yeah. I know it's I know it's going a little far. I mean, Matt Stone and Trey Parker definitely had created it, but Lloyd helping them produce their uh, or put get distribute yes. Cannibal the musical definitely got them in the eye of uh, Comedy Central and stuff, and eventually you know went Absolutely. off to do their thing. So lots of you know lots of guys that are really doing big stuff now do owe a lot of stuff to Lloyd, and like it was just so awesome to meet them. You know, he was a big defender of net neutrality. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's still out there doing movies, man. Oh, Over yeah. 40 years of yeah. experience. Poultry Geist, by far my favorite movie he's ever done. If you haven't seen Poultry Geist, that's right, like a chicken, Poultry Geist, you got to check it out. It's a romp off a poltergeist scenario that happens at what is basically a KFC and awesome. It's just super good. <laughs> I, I like this comment down here. Jason also is going to look like your arms later this year. Try talking about that Ferrigno. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty so. sure that that guy was a Mr. Universe <laughs> competitor. I think you've got about a decade to go before you look like that. You're, but, you're, you're probably. Hey, I'm, I'm going to look more like Lloyd Kaufman here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, lots of fun. Lloyd was so Yeah, so, so cool. nice. Really fun guy. Uh, he talked to us for like a half an hour, man. He was so nice. Uh, we, you know, has all this cool merchandise. We'll tell you all about his different projects, what new stuff he's doing. He'll tell you cool stories about how he got into stuff. We bought a, a number of his books because his books, yes. after we got that first one that you got, yep. we went back and, and read it. And it's hilarious and awesome. filled with great yeah. insight of how to just get shit done. And so I think a lot of our mentality towards that definitely stems from what we learned from Lloyd. Man. Absolutely. So, so thank man. you, Mr. Kaufman, for that. And thank you for the fun work you do, bro. Oh, man. So good. You know, this is getting out of hand. I uh, think we should call the cops. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. yeah the line from Crank. Uh, <laughs> so good. Oh. All right. So here we go. We got some photos of Bishop. This is our most recent trip out to Megacon. And I just wanted to talk about the, the people who come in costume. You know, because we talk about cosplayers and people, the tap dancing cosplayers and stuff like that. There are so many just regular people who cosplay at these conventions that all three of these people were not there 
to do anything other than enjoy the convention, but this is how they chose to dress while they were there. So cool, man. And I'm sure that they might have entered the costume contest or something too, but a lot of these people, they don't even care about that. They want to represent these characters that they love. So, I mean, we've got Lana Kane over there oh, from yeah. Archer. We've got Griff from Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> so cool. You know? And uh, a T-1000. Yeah, this guy's completely painted silver. So cool. And uh, that is one of my most enjoyable things. I could have pulled up a bunch of photos of me with gorgeous <laughs> women dressed as Power Girl or Rogue or Mystique or whatever, but I figured that was a little too on the nose. We know and how much you love those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a little more of a broad scope of kind of the really cool different genres. I mean, here we have a cartoon show, an 80s film, and then uh, a science fiction classic. Like, I think Terminator 2 is probably one of the best movies of all time. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and none of them are a comic book character. So it just goes to show you what you can actually find at these conventions. I mean, Megacon itself originated as an anime convention that started having comic books and film celebrities and stuff like that show up. So, boom, it expanded into an all-around convention of just nerdiness. So really cool stuff, really fun stuff they got going on out there. And... Um, Oh, look at these yeah. guys. Oh, man, where's Party Man Will, man? That, he, he would love this. That cosplay enthusiasm is just, it's, it just resonates through the whole place. Uh, you know, this is several years ago when the um, Jeff Johns was doing his Green Lantern core books and stuff like that that were just amazing and super hot. So we had a whole troop of them. Nowadays, you'll go there and find twice as many people dressed like Deadpool, <laughs> you know? So oh, yeah. it, it kind of changes with the times. And you always see all this new stuff and fun stuff. So it's just great, though, when you see these groups of people. Like, these people came, they may have come together, they may have not come together. Sure. You know, and they yeah. may have just seen each other in costume and been like, dude, let's get an awesome photo together. Start their own so, corpse right there. Right? They're just like a core. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, you know, we, we went. <laughs> you know, we went as El Bandito and Charble. So. You know it, man. You know, we had to represent, you know. All I got to say there's there's that epic um my epic cell phone case along with your epic sash. Yes. It's my <laughs> sash of holding. I can pull anything out of it. There you go, man. If anyone's <laughs> interested about those power hour shirts, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that that really encompasses a lot of what what goes into a con, man? The great experiences you can have meeting celebrities, artists, guests, other people, other patrons of oh, the yeah. show. You know, when you get to dress up and go have fun, man, there's so many cool elements of a con that we just can't encourage these enough. We do have a little bit more information for two of the biggest cons uh, coming oh, out yeah. uh, that we'd like to get to. But real quick, we're going to do a little bit more news, keep you guys up to date on the wackiest stuff going out in the world out there around you. So let's go ahead and head right over there. Let's do it. Podunk News. Oh, man. Well, earlier we promised some video game news, man. Now, we will warn you guys that this news may make you feel a little old. But don't <laughs> worry. We're, we're, we're right there with you. Well, yep. So we're talking about Metal Gear Solid 4, Fallout 3, and Grand Theft Auto 4. Like I said, it might be hard to believe, but this year these games are all celebrating their 10th anniversary. <laughs> I know. Like I said, it hurts a little bit. It stings. But, you know, the one thing I could say about each one of these games is that they were very monumental for their time. And, like, I mean, Grand Theft Auto, 
we know even you know 10 years before that they were like doing crazy stuff you know but man you know fallout coming to the 3d you know first person shooter realm i know for us like that is a huge series yes you know uh, metal gear solid making their fourth entry you know uh, progressing that story of solid snake i know that was huge so yeah definitely you know just just that these games have been around for 10 years it's almost hard to believe but very cool i know they've talked about there there might be a remaster of uh fallout 3 at some point so yes. we'll have to see where it goes i'd love for them to finally put Me- uh, metal gear 4 like on like xbox so i could play it <laughs> but you know <laughs> it is what it is but of course and i'm sure at some point we'll get a new grand theft auto but hey happy 10th birthday to these three games absolutely to these three legendary and iconic titles man Good stuff. Now, what's going on with Resident Evil 2? I know that's more than 10 years old. <laughs> Dude, you know, that, like I said, I, I'm not trying to make us feel old, but, man, this game is hitting its 20th anniversary. Oh, man. So, yeah, man. Now, what's exciting about this, you know, we're definitely expecting sometime this year a remake of Resident Evil 2. Nice. Uh, the, you know, the team, uh, RE team or whatever, the, one, the guys who do all the development on Resident Evil have promised that they're going to keep in the vein of the game. Okay. Because everybody's thinking, oh, it's going to be first person, like the new game. Yeah, or is yeah. it gonna... But they said, you know, they're, they're paying homage to it. They're not trying to bastardize it in a way that people <laughs> are like, this isn't my Resident Evil 2. You know, but just the fact that this game is 20 years old. I know me and Party Man Will were just talking, yeah. and we were, like, saying, like, when we first played this game. Yeah. And, like, how it was, like, oh, you know, you got together with your buddies, and you'd have, like, a sleepover. You know, we were all, like, in high school or maybe even, like, kind of just getting out of middle school. But, you know, you'd all hang out and just stay up all hours of the night trying to beat this wild-ass game. So yeah, yeah, I know I played this for the first time with Party Man Will. There you, you go. Know, like, I went to his house, and he was like, dude, have you ever played this? Check it out. You know, And I could not <laughs> understand. Like, I'd never played a PlayStation before. Yeah. Like, yeah. ever. So the dual joystick things, I was like, here, you just do it, and I'll watch you play. And then I'd be like, get in the room with the thing, because it had the other spray from the ink <laughs> thing that you put in the typewriter. And he's like, I don't know, dude. He's just shooting stuff, and he's super good at that. So together, we made it through the game, and it was fun. Dude, that's great. <laughs> you know, Like I said, I think he was telling me the story of that weekend. He didn't mm. put any, like, names to the other participants, <laughs> but that's awesome, man. But, yes, you know, Resident Evil, the first game, was great, you know, revolutionary. But really, when everybody thinks about Resident Evil, this is the one you're thinking about, you yeah. know, the liquors, you know, crawling around and yeah. shit, you know, like they, they were, it was just, it was scary as hell, you know, giant alligators in the sewer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm going to play the remake. I mean, I yeah. remember the original game, but just to yeah. relive it, I think well, it would be cool. To play both sides of it, where you play as, I think it's Leon, right? Yes, and, and then, Claire. And Claire, yeah. And you can play through the game twice and certain things would change based on what you did the first time. Yep, yep. You could leave yourself equipment from one character to the other. Yes, yes. I mean, so many innovative leaps in this game and so much great stuff. Uh, Cement Man. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, well, and cool if you, stuff. when you beat the one half of the game and then you went back and played as the other, it like, kind of continued the story. So mm-hmm. very, very awesome stuff. So definitely happy 20th birthday <laughs> to Resident <laughs> Evil 2. Well, guess what? We know you guys love video games. Now we're going to tell you about how to get a classic video game for free. Oh, man. That sounds like the price is right. And, man, I know we're talking about scary stuff, man. We've got Dead Space, another game that's 10 years old. I can't believe this, you know. So celebrating its 10th anniversary, they're giving it away for free. Yes. Now, there is one catch. you got to play it on the PC. Ah. So uh, now we don't know how long this is going to last. So if you're interested... You know, definitely go and check it out on Steam Mm -hmm. and try to get part of this promotion. But, yeah, to celebrate its 10th anniversary, 
Dead Space is available online through PC for free. Dude, that's awesome, man. Now, I'd love to knock the other three games we talked about earlier for not giving themselves away for free. <laughs> but then again, I think everyone has Grand Theft Auto 4, Fallout 3, and, you know. Yeah, if they can it, play Sons of the Patriot. Yeah, yeah. anybody who wanted Metal Gear Solid 4 had it, you know. Absolutely. So understand it. But Dead Space has always been something I've been interested in, and I'm definitely going to try to get my hands on this Do for free, it. man. That is pretty wicked. Now. So, Real quick, before we jump out of the newsroom, we do got some breaking news that just came out today that definitely, you know, we don't have a cool image for you guys because it's so recent. But, man, Kevin Smith, you know, famous filmmaker, age 47, suffered a massive heart attack early this morning. Uh, He had a 100% blockage of his LED artery, his Mm. lad. You know, and uh, he he canceled a comedy show last night because he wasn't feeling well and checked himself into the hospital when a doctor said if he hadn't made that move, like if he would have went out on stage, like he most likely would have died. Wow. Like, I man. mean, there were, yeah. But he did do a tweet and he said that, you know, he's still above ground. Okay. So he's, uh, you know, he's not done yet. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know they have a lot of techniques and medical stuff to do with cleaning out blockages and hearts and arteries and stuff. So. You know, ho- hopefully uh, he'll be okay, man, because I really I don't think his best works behind him. I think he's got a lot more to, to, to give us, man, and a lot more cool places to delve into. I love his work. I love his stuff. Um, hearts out to you, man. We'll show you some love. Do it, man. Absolutely. Get well soon, man. Definitely. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for Podunk News, man. But, man, we still got some awesome convention stuff coming your guys' way. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss this. Let's check it. Video Game Zone. Oh, man, you know, like we said, we love the video games. We love Kevin Smith, you know, definitely. But now we're going to talk about something else that we love, and it's more conventions. Absolutely, guys. We've got just one uh, one or two more awesome conventions we want to tell you guys about. We've got MegaCon in Orlando, the one that we keep bringing up. You know, it's the one we've been to the most. That's why oh, we, yeah. we've got so many fun stories out there. And um, just right off the bat, I, I have to address this because it bothered me <laughs> from the get-go. What is with this, like, garbage graphic they made this year? This is like, they just used, like, the font that came with Windows and made this in five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> and now, don't get me wrong. It's nice. It's nice. It's elegant. It's put together well, at least, you know, whatever. But... In the past, all of their logos and stuff have featured comic book characters, and like there was one that had a crocodile on a surfboard oh, with Spider Man. Cool I like that one. You know, yeah. all these amazing art and imagery. It's like, how did it boil down to this? Or that? You know, are they just worried about lawsuit stuff or copyright infringement? I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe they spent too much money on all these guests that they're having. <laughs> maybe, dude. But you figured. It's the biggest con. They have a hundred thousand people show up throughout the course of the weekend. Everyone's paying, you know, thirty, forty bucks to get in there, and this is where they're throwing their dough at, man. <laughs> like, come on. Even their website's a little like old looking. Like, come on, guys. Well, definitely, you know, like you said. I mean, I, I'm not sure where they're going with the marketing campaign, uh, but man, if you're gonna talk about uh, some of the. Uh, guests that they have coming up man <laughs> it definitely is pretty wild but hey real quick just so you guys know megacon like varies you know as you can see here it's the 24th through the 27th mm-hmm. so you know there's quite a few days but yeah the tickets range from 
$35 like a day. Like, like I said, that might only be on Thursday or Sunday. Like there, there's too much of a variable for us to yeah, go through yeah. each piece, but they go from $35 to 150. Now the 150 would obviously get you guys in for the whole, the uh, whole event. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. You know, just to kind of throw it out there and it is at, it's a, uh, you know, birthplace being the Orlando uh, Convention Center. Yeah, the Orange County Convention yes. Center up there. Gr- huge thing. Things like an airport terminal. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I love the fact that they use that convention center because you still really get some free range, some movement in there. It never really gets too crowded. Uh, one year it was bad when, when yeah. like 30,000 people showed up that they didn't <laughs> expect. That was pretty rugged. But they've definitely compensated for that. They opened up another concourse and, yep. and everything's pretty dope. But I hear... That they're doing something special with their ticket sales this year. What are they doing? Oh, man. Yeah, this is the first time ever they're offering a refundable ticket. Ooh. I think now, that's, yeah, they're probably, yeah, what does probably, that entail? What's up with that? Well, you know, what they're trying to do is, like, you know, people buy these tickets, you know, months in advance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe something comes up and, like, you know, your kid gets sick or, oh, you know, gotcha. something like that. Well, you could actually get a refund, you know. Like, you that's could nice. turn the ticket in if you don't attend and say, hey. Can I get some of that money? Now, I do know the ticket's a little more, yeah. but it's almost like kind of like you're buying yourself insurance just in case you don't want to go. Or okay. If crowded. you have to pay extra for the availability to return it, that's kind of dumpy, but whatever. Uh, sure, yeah, sure. But it's it's just an option. I don't think I've sure. ever heard of another con doing that, but yeah. most likely they're probably taking it off of like maybe something San Diego has done. Sure. You know, but definitely it's just a new option that they're doing for the first time. So, But I will say this. Their lineup this year is looking pretty amazing. Their celebrity guest is what we're going to start off with. And, guys, take a look at this, man. Woo. They have got Jeff Goldblum right? <laughs> from <laughs> Thor Ragnarok from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got Jason Momoa, who most recently played Aquaman yep. in the Justice League film, is uh, on this great show, Frontier, on Netflix. Um, Carl Drogo Carl Drogo from Game of Thrones like I said if there were some Game of Thrones cats out there I'd go check them out so here we go and what else did I say what else did I say would be a great guest to have at a con uh, the Defenders right there you go so they may not have got every single one of them but they got Charlie Cox out there the guy who plays Daredevil is going to be at Megacon this year so that's pretty awesome and if you got the touchy feelies deep down inside for some childhood memories you got Chewbacca showing up there the oh, original Chewbacca there you know it man and Amy Jo Johnson who played the the original pink power rangers on the american <laughs> version of uh power rangers man i mean you can't beat that they've also got uh <laughs> paul rubens oh oh peewee yeah <laughs> peewee urban. I, I, I almost said peewee uh rubens but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well, you know he's also been on um he was on gotham yes you know for for a while um you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, if I'm, if I, I know there might be a fan or two out there that will catch that one, you know, and be like, ooh. Absolutely. We've got special guests from Doctor Who, from The Walking Dead, from the new show Runaways. I mean, they have so many, so many awesome celebrities coming out here that I'm just super stoked, and they're still releasing people every day. I mean, the, uh, the actor who plays Abraham on The Walking Dead, they just announced, like, over the weekend. So that's awesome. They're still adding people all the time. I also like that this is actually how they're listed on their website. So Jeff Goldblum's obviously like the most iconic star on this whole page. Sure. But they don't give him any special treatment. And yeah. I, I kind of like that. You know, it's the order in which they're announced and, and that's the end of it. So uh, I think that's really nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's getting, like you said, that star treatment. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, what a guest lineup. What do you think of that, Senior Boy? It looks hot, man. Like I, like you said, it's been a couple of years since we've went. 
I see people in the comments throwing it down saying, man, we might have to go to this. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I agree. You know, this this one's looking pretty cool. But, man, it doesn't stop with just media guests. What else do they have? It absolutely does not, man. They are also doing a set of guests dedicated to the Princess Bride. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, inconceivable. <laughs> absolutely. So they got Carrie Elways. They got Chris Sarandon and Wallace Shawn all showing up. Now, Wallace Shawn, I want to go get him to sign a print of the Grand Nagus. That's what I want him to do. That's what I'm talking about. I just hit that Deep Space Nine episode, so I love the Grand Nagus. And, man, they absolutely. It would be awesome to meet Wallace Shawn. Absolutely. And I, I feel bad. I'd kind of I'd, I'd do the same thing for Carrie Elways that I'd be like, bro, could you sign my Robin Hood men in tights? Print right there? <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Uh, so, so but good. that's that's a great lineup of guys, especially for people who are a fan of this movie. Yes. Now, obviously, I love the Princess Bride. I have my Inigo Montoya shirt. I'll wear it sometime <laughs> on the show so you guys can see it. But uh, but yeah, so that's a really cool uh, little celebrity panel there. But it doesn't stop with just movie stars. Like you said, we've also got a great, 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 fantastic lineup of artists. Like I said, Greg Horn's probably going to be there. They oh, never say he yeah, is, yeah, I'm but sure, he's probably going to be there. They've also got Jim Lee. Classic, man, man. The legendary Jim Lee. Did all that work on Batman and Superman for DC that's just amazing. I have so many posters of his artwork. I have so many t-shirts that I found out after the fact. You know, you buy them at Walmart and you're looking at them for a bit and you're like, dude, this looks like a Jim Lee. Then you go look <laughs> it up and you're like, yeah, that's absolutely a Jim Lee, dude. That's awesome, man. Uh, phenomenal. You yeah. Know? I mean, so, uh, didn't so he do Hush? Was yes. he? Yeah, he did Hush. Him and Jeff, Lo well, Jeff Loeb wrote the story yeah. and, and Jim Lee did all the artwork. So yeah, so, yeah you're right. A lot of that early art Batman Arkham Asylum artwork was in the style of Jim Lee. So yes. people are probably more familiar with his work than they realize, you know? Yes, yeah, because the Arkham video game series is kind of based off his look. You know? Oh, the 1992 X-Men. You know, yeah. that's probably, I would say that's probably his most famous work yeah. you know, as far as, you know, comics go. But yeah, awesome stuff, man. No so. doubt. In the corner here with the, with the, with the Harley Quinns, uh, we've got Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Ah, that's Jimmy. Super amazing couple. We saw Stan Lee give a panel where Jimmy Palmiotti, a former editor of Marvel, was kind of his, um, what did you say, his liaison? Yeah, his, yeah, you know? his handler, you know, yeah. someone like that helped him out. Yeah, you know, they'd bounce ideas off him or, and, and stuff like that, and he would, he would help Stan Lee. You know, yep. if he didn't hear someone in the audience or something like that, he'd fill him in on what was going down. And then Amanda Connor does amazing uh, work. She's an artist. I have a ton of her prints as well. She's worked on She-Hulk. She's worked on Power Girl. She did the runs of Power Girl. Most recently, they're working on these Harley Quinn books, which are all over the place. It's Harley Quinn meets everyone in the freaking universe. <laughs> oh, you know, so super great stuff. I actually had the opportunity to meet both of them a few years ago. I did not realize they're a husband and wife team. Hopefully they still are. Uh, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> you never know. It's a tough business. Yeah, but I went I went specifically to get an autograph from Amanda Connor, and uh, in talking to her, she was like, let me get my husband to sign this as well. Uh, she took it over to him, and he said, hey, I know the, uh, uh, the third person that worked on the book with us. Uh, he's right over here. I'll take him over, and he'll sign this book for you. So it was my 30th birthday. And I went down there, and my sister was with me, Bishop was with me, and they told her, hey, it's his birthday. So she, she signed a cover of Power Girl number 1 for me. Uh, happy birthday to Charles. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's I, yeah, it's so nice. And when they took it around to everyone who worked on the book, I was just blown away. And, again, when you meet these artists and celebrities who you kind of immortalize in your head, and then they turn out to just be so nice and so cool like that, uh, it's, it's humbling, you know. And I'll show you guys the, the – uh, Oh, yeah, definitely, man. 
I got the actual comic here. I keep it framed up in my room. There's my Power Girl. Let's see if you guys can see. Yeah, it might be a little blurry, but you got some happy birthday stuff over there. <laughs> so, yeah, some Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, I think it's Justin Gray, I believe is the guy's name. Cool. And then Amanda Connor all worked on this book together. So. Very cool, man. I know that I, you know, I remember you telling me that story, and I was like, man, that's just so awesome, man, that, that you're yeah. able to meet all those guys, and they all signed off on that for you. Absolutely, man. And I mean, what a birthday treat to get. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. Ah, it's my birthday. I'm not going to say anything. You know? But my <laughs> sister and Bishop were all like, dude, it's his birthday. Like, sign it happy birthday. And then they were like, oh, that's the yeah, abbas. They were so excited about that. But that's super awesome. cool people. And I definitely asked them what made them make the comic The Pro, which is about oh my gosh. a prostitute who gets superpowers. <laughs> and I told her, I said, you know, you make such classy work in She-Hulk and, and Power Girl of, like, not sexualizing the characters. Like, what led you to do the pro, you know? And she's like, bro, that was the jam. It's just fun. So they have great personalities, both of them. A lot of fun stuff. But I know you also got an autograph. A couple yes. of autographs, I think, uh, yes. that, that are very special to you as well. Yes. Uh, you know, my uh, my dad is a, is a huge fan of Superman. And now when I say that, you know, my dad grew up watching, you know, the George Reeves Superman from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. You know, first time Superman was actually brought to media. You know, of course, he loved the comics, too. But, you know, so he grew up watching. And, of course, you know, George Reeves passed on way early on, you know. and uh, But Noel Neal was the uh, Lois Lane yes. to his uh, Superman. So I was lucky enough, while uh, Noel Neal was still with us, to meet her at Megacon. And I got an awesome autograph for my dad. So I'm going to pull it up real quick here to kind of share with you guys. So right there. Kind of might be a little hard to see. <laughs> but it did say up there, it said, Joe, best wishes, uh, Noel Neal, Lois Lane. So it, it was just really cool. She was such a nice lady. I mean, I remember when I walked up, she didn't have a lot of people around her table. Mm -hmm. And um, I walked up and she was sitting there and she stood up, you know, wow. to like talk to me. That's and I awesome. was like, no, 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 please, please. Okay. You know, and yeah. she just was like, no. And the one thing that was really cool is she stood up and she had a belt buckle and it was a bedazzled like Superman logo. <laughs> so she That's was, awesome. She was just so cool. Very nice. You know, and I told her, I said, you know, my dad grew up watching you. Yeah. And I told him a story. My dad would tell me where, uh, he actually jumped off like the uh, the air conditioning unit that they had in their apartment, thinking he was Superman. He hurt himself, and she's like, "Oh, that's so sad," you know. And I was like, "No, no, he was just he was that big of a fan, you know. He thought he was Superman, you know." But um, yeah, he loved it, you know. I brought it home, and he was like, "Oh my gosh," you know. He's like, I, "I mean, not." He was just like, "I'm," I was. He's he didn't realize she was still you know still alive at the time. Yeah. I'm actually come to think of it, she only passed away just a year ago, so awesome you know for noel neal real quick though just to kind of finish that story in the following year while we were there yeah. we got to meet margot kidder who was lois lane in the christopher reeves superman movies yeah. of the 70s so yeah definitely a great you know yeah to have the combo yeah so right there yeah it says uh it says to joe love uh margot kidder now, we do have a funny, real real quick, we kind of approached her while she was eating her lunch. So um, <laughs> she wasn't, like, super happy with us, but she still signed the, uh, I think once she, when she realized I was going to buy something, yeah. you know, things were better. But then you kind of let me in on a secret that she's a, 
she she she's definitely has has her way with uh, uh, certain uh, fans. You know? Yeah, yeah. They they say she can be a bit of a wild card at times, but again, cordial once you get in there and you meet the people. But also, too, I think that's big and part of like someone was supposed to be keeping people away while she was yes. eating lunch, and that guy totally dropped the ball. And we so, felt bad. We even said, "Hey, yeah, you want yeah, us we to didn't come realize back later. walking up." But. Yeah, but she was like, "No, no, no!" And she put her lunch down and yeah. signed the autograph. And like I said, my dad was just happy to have it. He's like, "Oh, oh, now I got to get me the one from the TV show, you know, yeah. Lois and Clark." And yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I haven't been hey able man, to... if you want to go track down Terry Hatcher, I'm game. There I don't, you I don't go. yeah. She's she's what like 47 <laughs> now. She's a babe. There you go. She's man. in the new. Supergirl show. Oh yeah, yeah so she looks banging. She might be there hanging out with Kevin Sorbo, a, bro. She, she might be attainable for that autograph. <laughs> I, d- uh, again, like it sounds dumb, but I'd be like, sign, sign my Desperate Housewives stuff. <laughs> so I loved that show. I'm not ashamed, man. It's good stuff. So, aside from artists, aside from from guests, what else is going down at MegaCon? Oh man, they've got some wild stuff coming, man. If you're a big if you're a big Superman fan, that's great. If you're a big Batman fan, then man, we're right there with you and you're going to love this year's MegaCon because especially if you're a fan of the 89, they're bringing the Batmobile, bro. Oh yeah, man. You know, one of the first times I was able to take a picture with this thing was I went to a great adventure in New Jersey and they had the big model of it. But even still, like it wasn't it wasn't a Batmobile that you could get in and drive away with. This is this this Batmobile that they're going to have there. Somebody actually drives that to the con. You know, <laughs> it's not just a a model. You know, I mean, it's so yeah, cool, yeah. man. Well, what I mean, just to me, this this design for the Batmobile captured the Batmobile oh, for me. Yeah. I mean, all the other iterations of it, especially in this chain of movies, were terrible. You know, like the junk in Batman and Robin and stuff. Even Batman Forever was just trashy looking. I didn't like it. But this vehicle looks so classy, and it really has that look of a 1940s-era car. Oh, yeah. Which most of Gotham, you know, always looks like kind of noir like that. Absolutely. So this really looked like a futuristic jet car that was noir. Yeah, I agree, uh, man. This is my favorite. Yeah. And the Tumblr and stuff is cool because it's more practical, but that's everything about Christopher Nolan's films where they're more practical. Yeah. The the newest one for Justice League is just kind of a take off the Tumblr. So you're like, okay, I guess that's just what it's going to be. And you kind of lost the... aesthetics of it you know it's not it's not a pretty vehicle anymore and like you said then of course you know went on to have like the animated series and stuff yeah. that definitely modeled after this yes very even similar the, yes. even in the arkham games very much in this style so mm-hmm. like you said this is definitely the quintessential comic book batmobile yeah, so yeah. yeah i'd love to see it. well i think by the time you got to the arkham knight though it very much was like the tumble yeah yeah you know? that's but true. the, the that's first true. couple when they would just show it in a cutscene, yeah. it really looked like the animated series one but uh, but yeah, then when they added like a tank turret to it, and stuff, <laughs> that's true. That's you're like, true. okay, cool. But <laughs> if you're into big guns, man, they got some big guns coming out to MegaCon because they have got the 501st Star Wars Legion and they've got the ODST drop pod experience that you can check out at MegaCon this year. So. It, this Pretty is cool. this is very cool. I mean, these guys <laughs> do a imperial march, man, and it's like you know you're right there with the empire. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you're a big fan of Halo, man. It sounds like you said it's not just something that you could go take a picture with. Yes. It sounds like you're going to get inside of it. Who knows? Maybe it's going to have a video play and drive. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, man. And the the 501st Legion, you know, they they operate all over, man. I mean, they go all over the country. They do charity events. Here they are at a charity event. Here, this photo I took of them there. But when you see these guys, like a lot of hardcore fans know that the original Stormtrooper costumes are like made trashy. You know, like someone made them like 
who wasn't like a designer, a costume designer. He actually made fish tanks. Oh, wow. And he had like the pressing material to, to make vacuum sealed stuff. So they hired him to do it. But he ordered a kind of plastic that was supposed to be better for doing something for a person to stick their head in. Okay. And it was some kind of better plastic, but... It didn't mold right, so half the faces would be lumpy, so they'd always have to shoot them from a certain angle. Oh, gotcha. The, yeah. the, they wouldn't, paint wouldn't adhere to the plastic. Wow. So they were constantly painting them in between takes, and they say real collectors can tell the difference between a knockoff and a real one, because a real one will look so shitty that <laughs> it's really real. But, uh, but the 501st Legion, everything they have looks like they're real stormtroopers. That's like, pretty cool. In man. a professional first order type army where everything looks just uniform and perfect and gorgeous and these guys costumes are impeccable you know we've seen them a number of times we've seen them with darth vader march with them we've seen them with um darth maul uh march with them and these guys are just spot on man absolutely man so much cool stuff to see i'm sure there's gonna be all kinds of gaming and stuff going on yeah. too tons of different uh well what, what do they say four thousand feet of shopping experience you know at megacon so yeah. man if you're looking for something you're probably gonna find it at megacon <laughs> no doubt man when it comes to vendors they have got second to none and they when it comes to fans of stuff because this is sort of an anime convention that took off and spawned into this crazy thing they have a, a whole medley of different uh genres of stuff that oh, you yeah. could go and really get into like they'll have a whole back to the future section they'll have a whole ghostbuster section they'll have Numerous anime sections for animes that I don't even know what they are. (laughs) Um, And then they have artist alleys that are dedicated to independent artists. So if you are more of an independent comic fan or just a fan of independent people in general, you can go and check out their work. Uh, It's just so much. There's LARPing, tabletop gaming, everything you can think of. Chessex actually has a booth there where they sell brand new dice that they've made. So really, really cool stuff. Something for everybody. It's great for kids to be there. They have an after party Usually that's not for kids to be there, but (laughs) super cool. So just good stuff going down at MegaCon, guys. Go and check it out. Well, definitely. We said a lot of great stuff about MegaCon, but we got one more convention to tell you guys about that you do not want to miss. One of my favorites. I know Justin McPatches was in here earlier. I know it's one of his favorites. We're talking about Spooky Empire. Absolutely, guys. This is one I haven't made it out to yet, but every year I I see their celebrity guest list, and I'm blown away by the awesome cats that they have show up there. Just what what was it, a year or two ago? They had the entire cast of Stranger Things there? Yes, yeah. It's right when Stranger Things was taken off. And I mean, what's cool about Spooky Empire is that they do a con in April. You know, they call it like they're almost like their retro con where they do it in a little bit of a smaller venue. Mm. But then in October, you know, Halloween time, they really go out crazy. It's just the stuff that they bring in. Like I said, Stranger Things, Alice Cooper, all kinds of like (laughs) wild guys have been there, man. And yeah, what I really like about it is it really reminds me of almost like what Megacon used to be where the, the guests are very accessible. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong, like their main person, you know, if they have Linda Blair or Alice Cooper, you know, he's in a room that you got to, you know, pay a little extra to go in and sure. see. But like you said, all the guys from Stranger Things, man, they're kind of just right in the little guest area. You go up and That's talk awesome. to them. You know, I think even a couple people were just like, yeah, man, we can take a photo. You don't have to pay <laughs> me for that. So it just seems, great. seems a little more low key. I mean, a lot of the, the horror, you know, actors and stuff like that are just so 
proud to be a part of it. I know about a year or two ago when we had a hurricane, they had to cancel the convention, mm. and Kane Hodder, you know, Jason does yeah. Jason. He stuck around to the following weekend and went. They had a they had the a mini event, you know, to kind of like support, you know, because of course tons of people wanted their money back and stuff like that, you know. And he was there and he hung out for the whole weekend. I mean, wow. that's just see, you know, just they have a real, real good fan base, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So no, no doubt. And again, that's one thing about the horror movie genre as a whole, uh, which is kind of what Spooky Empire is representing. Obviously, yes, is just that they kind of fall right into that vein of independent kind of art, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, when you get these artists who kind of work on a shoestring budget, these are people that are passionate about what they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, they really want to make and create and be artists and come up with something new and original and exciting and captivating. And that's so much the horror genre, man, you know, <laughs> and what that they always do. So, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with it, you can check out the, uh, you know, you can check out Justin McPatches. Oh, And absolutely. his wife do their... Their yeah. horror show, absolutely underground horror podcast, man, and mm -hmm. like man, they, you know, they, they, they all, they're always telling you the latest and greatest when it comes to spooky. Like you said, we know this year, you know, it's April sixth through the eighth. It's at the Windham Orlando Resort, which is kind of cool because the hotel hosts the event, so mm -hmm. you get yourself a hotel room. It gets a little crowded, and the parking is kind of crazy. But once you get a space, just stay there. Um, <laughs> but uh, you just walk right to the event. Like, it's right there. Nice. And then the after parties are taking, taking place by the pool. Like, I know, like, the um, the bass player from Marilyn Manson, Twiggy Ramirez, he was, like, doing, like, a DJ set or something <laughs> when I went. Like, it, nice. was, it was just bananas, man. But it was so much fun, you know? It was just... It was it was just great, you know, and, and lots of cosplay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, lots of cool vendors. Of course, a lot of uh, spooky stuff, you know, uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas and all that. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman was there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't we why don't we show them some of the guests that are going to be? You got there? it. Well, how much is it going to be to get? Oh the, yeah, yeah. Well, that's very important, you know. For the weekend pass, it will run you sixty five bucks. Okay. But for daily, it goes between thirty and thirty five dollars. So I'm okay. sure, like on the on the like Saturday, it's thirty five bucks. Exactly. So yeah, you can check it out on their website, uh, spookyempire.com. Get all the ticket info. But let's talk about some guests. You got it, man. Oh man, you know. So I know we're probably gonna butcher this name. I should know how to say it, man. <laughs> Why don't you take your shot at I'll it? I'll take man? a shot at it. It's the Chiado Brothers. The Chiado Brothers. That sounds about right, yeah. man. But what these guys are known for is for creating the movie The Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I know, which is. Basically, the movie responsible for me never watching horror movies when I was a kid <laughs> because I watched this one. God, I must have been five years old or something, and I was oh, it's clowns. This, this is like <laughs> pants shitting terror for like a five year old, you know. And I never watched horror movies till I was like uh, twenty. <laughs> I can't believe that the insane clown posse has never cited this as like a, an influence, you know? Because I mean. <laughs> Come on, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. look at, like, these guys can be juggalos. I mean, they're <laughs> like, look at, but, right, but I will say there are other work, uh, Critters. Yes. That is one movie that I'm like, that excels as a horror movie, and it's like kind of like schlockiness. Like it's oh, kind of yeah. goofy, you yeah. know? Like when they all 
you know, globbed together and they just roll over people and there would just be skeletons. Uh, come on. That's oh, awesome. it was. It was crazy. <laughs> they, they could shoot those spikes out of their back. It's, yeah. oh, it was it was nuts. But yeah, absolutely. Their other well-known work, mm-hmm. you know, being critters, you know, these guys would be great to meet and yeah. talk to. I'd love to. Now, are, are these the guys who like wrote and directed it? Yeah. Okay. They, they wrote it, directed it. Yeah, they, it it's, it's their Okay, because I noticed they're like linked in here with uh, Team America, Elf and Pee Wee Herman. I think what they did is, you know, they do they, they do like effects and stuff. Yeah, on these they, other you know, they started, you know, uh, Killer Clowns is definitely their baby. You know, okay. that's the one. But I think even like critters and stuff like that, it was stuff that they, um, you know, they worked on. Yeah, like they did like creature effects and stuff. Exactly. For okay, I so gotcha. I'm sure they'd be awesome to talk to. I'd love to, you know, heck yeah, you know, get in their ear for for a few hours. So who knows, man? <laughs> we might have to go up there to Spooky Empire and talk to the brothers. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> I noticed you you shied away from that name again. Oh yeah, <laughs> I keep keep it real. Well, here's <laughs> here's another one you can you can tangle with. Oh man, David Naughton. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. That's what I would went with Naughton. But you know, he's not 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 uh, not going to say his name right. That's but, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, he's most well known for uh, American Werewolf in London, which yes. I know. Like, I think the first time you saw that, like uh, we, we did, watched we watched it. that together, and I remember being like, I did not like this at all. And then <laughs> we like immediately watched it again, and you were like, No, you missed something. Watch it again. And like, Party Man Will came over or something, and we yeah. watched it, and I was like. Okay, I get it. Yes, yeah. I, I get it. I like missed it the first time, but on the second go around, you're like, oh, this like spawned this genre and had like a mind bending sort of Wolfman transformation in the middle, oh, yeah. and that's what the movie was really about was that they kind of brought that element to life. And, um, and same thing, so. like you said, like when you talk about just schlock, you know, stuff that's yeah. like fun and kind, of, you know, yeah. it has like it has a dark humor to it and yeah. stuff like that. Just a classic. Don't waste your time with American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> Just watch this one and be done with it. Yeah, so yeah. Definitely be cool to talk to him as well. No, definitely. Great, great film, though. Like I said, you can find the appreciation for it. Uh... You know it, man. Yeah. Well, here we got Eddie Munster. <laughs> Butch Patrick, you know, we were talking about the the Monster Mobile earlier, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe he'll come riding it out, man. <laughs> that would be pretty. Well, another thing I think it would be cool to talk to this guy is just that, you know, think about all the people he worked with, you know. Yeah. Um, um, was that Herman, uh, the, you know, the judge? I think it's Mel- Melville. No, it's not Melville. Herman Melville's the guy that wrote freaking Moby Dick. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, you know, he He's the, the judge for yeah. My Cousin Vinny. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he played uh, Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to call him Herman Gein, but I, I don't think that's uh, that, that's definitely not right. Uh, um, I know he's not Ed Gein. That was the serial It's a uh, Fred Fred Gwein. Fred Gwein. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Also uh, known for um, playing the neighbor in Pet Cemetery. So, I mean, yeah. definitely he's... He's had his uh, his hands in quite a few uh, films. I know my cousin Vinny was like one of his final films, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, like we were saying, Butch Patrick here, little Eddie Munster. I'm sure he'd have a bunch of stories to tell about good old Fred and and the rest of the crew. You know, Absolutely. Grandpa. Like uh, here we go, Al Lewis, Yvonne DiCarlo, Pat Priest. You know all the other castmates that he would have worked with on the old show. You know it, man. They say that you know the Munsters is one of that cool shows where like they had like Christmas specials and they had you know Thanksgiving. Like they would always kind of bring them back for these like revivals, and Mm -hmm. it just kind of worked at the time, you know. So it's pretty cool that he's still on the uh, convention scene. Absolutely, man. But here we've got a whole medley of people. We've got Catherine Hicks, Alex Vincent, uh, we've got Rico Browning, and Chelsea Talmadge. 
who is one of your Stranger Things alumni. There. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure people will really be stoked about that. But real quick, before we talk about her, those two up in top, man, they're most well known for being part of the Child's Play uh, uh, franchise. You know, mm-hmm. Alex Vincent being the little boy that Chucky first tried to take possession of. So now, he, of course, he's an older um, an older man, you know, some guy our sure. age, you know, but in the most recent Curse of Chucky movie, um, or no, I'm sorry, um, Cult of Chucky, he made his return. Nice. So he's actually fighting Chucky again. So very, very recent as far as if you're a fan of um, uh, modern horror films. Yeah. Catherine Hicks, I know, went on to like do a bunch of like sitcom and I think like Lifetime movies and stuff <laughs> like that. I know there's something else. I know uh, she's in Star Trek four. She is? The Voyage Home, yes. Maybe that's where uh, Mr. Fusion was <laughs> that's, like totally... That's the only place I know her from. I never liked the Child's Play movies. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But hey, dude right over here, you know, that's the original yeah. creature. Re- yeah, Rico he, Browning. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, we're talking like 1956, you know, he was in there mm-hmm. swimming around. All three creature movies, he's still rocking. I yeah, and I love him. that they have the photo of him in the creature suit, you know? Exactly. That's great. Yeah, so I would I would love to meet. Yeah, him. the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, we all know who the creature is. It's like the pill. You exactly. know, we we may have heart medication, things that write your brain up and stuff. But when you say the pill, you know which pill we're talking about. I was gonna say uh, I know the as far as Universal movie monsters go. Me and my dad also yeah. share that that's our favorite Universal. Yeah, monster. he's also the one they haven't effed up yet. So that's good. Don't, it's, don't say that too loudly. I'm it's sure, coming, though. I'm sure it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's kind of like uh, when you were like, oh, don't worry. Maybe they'll uh, make an Indiana Jones movie and it won't be as bad as the Star Wars prequels. Oh, man. It was so bad. But <laughs> one thing I do have to say, if, I know there's Monster Squad fans out there. You know, oh, yeah. The creature wasn't there, but he was done masterfully for that. So yes. that was great. But, um, yeah, definitely, you know, awesome you know, list of uh, horror-themed uh, actors and actresses that you guys could go meet at uh, Spooky Empire. Definitely, man. And they've also got the same cool stuff we were talking about with vendors who make all sorts of creative and exciting uh, horror-themed merchandise and stuff for you guys to have. They do have a costume contest, so you'll still see the cosplayers and fun stuff like that in there. They actually have a tattoo festival going on because <laughs> that's, like, huge for horror stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, horror, horror people love their ink, man. You know um, it, man. They're going to have question-and-answer panels with the guests, celebrities, artists, filmmakers, creators, all that sort of stuff, and they're going to have live performances there as well. Oh, do you yeah. know any of the live performers? I don't know, man, okay. but, you know, like I said, like just like the one guy from Marilyn Manson, he got on there was yeah. doing some DJ and so you never know you might just have a Eric. surprise you know <laughs> yeah. wicka, wicka, but uh, absolutely man and, and you know same thing you know it's still a month away so yeah. I'm sure they're going to be adding some more stuff so be sure to get all your latest news over at spookyempire.com no doubt guys well alright I think that's going to about wrap it up for us tonight let's try to keep it under 11 o'clock we've got about 3 <laughs> minutes to go hey so man, we not? always kind of keep it under that 2 hour mark <laughs> you know we had a little bit of technical difficulties tonight but yeah. man thank you guys so much for still hanging out with us having fun I do have to say you know next week's going to be exciting but um, I'm actually not going to be here I'm going to be uh, uh, out on a, a little vacation for my birthday but I know El Bandito's got some awesome stuff planned. So You know uh, it. We may even have a special guest in studio. So we're going to have some fun times, man. We want you guys to join us for that. And then gearing up for our, the second half of our spring season, we're going to have tons of really wicked stuff coming at you guys. So check back with us frequently, and we'll let you guys know what's going on. Uh, you may have noticed in our scroll here at the bottom, our uh, contest is still going on to oh, win yes. a copy of Thor Ragnarok on Blu-ray. If you haven't subscribed over to our YouTube page, go ahead and do that. If you have your subscription set to private, 
and you want to enter the contest, you do have to set it to public. Otherwise, we yeah. can't see who yeah. it is that's subscribing. It just tells us, and nine other people. So <laughs> if you want to be in the contest, you got to let us know. I mean, you can shoot us an email or something if you want to do that instead. But uh, but definitely at least subscribe to the page for us. Uh, otherwise, guys, good luck for all you people who have entered. If you're already a subscriber, you are entered. We enjoyed hanging out with you guys tonight, and I can't wait to see you guys next week for some fun and special stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Well, Bandito, have yourself a good night, man. All right, have yourself a good trip. Yeah.